Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's Brandon. It's episode 133. I'm with my uh, partner in crime, John. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. And Eric. Hey. Eric Durkee. We should Our play. guy, Eric Durkee. We're in his apartment. We should share say. me. I have to say, I think this was probably like a, a PR move, right? You, you bring the people Ho- onto your home. Home field advantage, yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's a, you're, I think, the second podcast guest to invite us into his home i don't and the first was aaron gleeman who we said we were having a party at his house and he had no choice in the matter yeah i don't feel like i really had a choice either i feel i kind of feel like you just said we were gonna do the next one here that's true i'm very domineering whatever i say goes and so people just have to go along with it or i cut them out of my life and yeah they're no longer allowed to hang out i with was me. gonna suggest that's why Stu and clarence aren't here yeah yeah they're not here sorry they're not coming i was gonna suggest uh, listeners, uh, let us know if we can record a podcast at your house, but then that's the antithesis of what we're actually doing, which is we invite ourselves where we want to go. So it's more of a warning. Listeners, we may be podcasting at one of your houses one day. And, and real quick, just to, to go back to the domineering point that John made, he's, he's wearing leather with uh, nippleless Yep. Yeah. I have straps. a bull whip. Yeah. He does. And he's got a, uh, a gimp mask. We this is here, such... Eric and I we, were, here we were talking about how to get people to listen to this podcast, and they have all turned this podcast I just want to paint the picture. I want to oh. give fans a full view of where we are. And, and Nobody are wants right to see John that. in full leather and then in that leather mask. And Eric and I just were sitting here for like an hour in just very awkward silence because we don't know each other that well. No. We're like, when are we going to get started? And we knew it was time to start podcasting when he took the ball gag out. Yeah. True. And, and he also has like the, the penguin... Like hands, so yeah, it's yeah. it's gloves, but it's you know it's like a penguin paw yep. or, or wing. I don't <laughs> know. They're they're hooves. <laughs> yeah, they're penguin hooves. So we had to feed him pizza. We had to open the zipper on his gimp mask and then put the pizza in there. It was weird, but yeah. anyway, here we are in my yeah. apartment. Yeah. So. So okay, I don't know exactly where we should be starting with our sports, but why we don't we had a podcast with Eric about maybe twenty episodes ago. We had Eric on the podcast. We went to Insight Brewing. No, indeed, brewing. One no, of the north. Uh, it's on twenty seventh and Hennepin. Yeah, I think it's near 
something. Uh, Six one two was by there. Yeah, it's near the house I lived in my senior year of college. Yeah, it's over there. You we got, all know yeah. that house. It's yeah. where John. We lived all know that senior house. Senior year of college. Anyway, so we were there, and there were so many stories that we tried to record a podcast, failed to record it, went back and redid it, and told more stories, and there were still more to get to. So we've been waiting until the soccer season finally ended. So that we could get Eric back on the podcast. It was 80% fart material. Yeah. It was was, fart material. (laughs) The fart material was definitely a highlight of that podcast. Okay. So we want to talk Vikings, but before we do that, we need to get to the leftover story that we didn't hear uh, that you have on deck. Is that right? Yeah, Jared Allen story. There's a Jared Allen story out there. So, so again, I guess we can point back to I was with the Vikings from, oh boy, 2000. 11 to 13, maybe 12. Sounds 12 right. 13 or so. Anyway, chilly years. Chilly years, dome collapse, Randy Moss came back. And, and you, showed up at, you showed up in Minnesota United Games about halfway through 2013. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, they were and, still and, playing in, in the in dome. In April, and you were there in the Metrodome. Yep. Yep. You and Alex Howder. Yeah. Yeah, and you tried to Shout make me sit to, in the wrong press box. Yes, yeah, so we tried to move you to the 50 yard line. That's a story I should tell. We'll we tell can, that story. We'll tell next. that one later. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I was with the Vikings. Um, we were doing a, a photo shoot for GQ magazine. And when you look at the Vikings of those years, you know you, you think, who do you want to represent the team in GQ, a high fashion, high end magazine? Yep. Um, Pat Williams was your first choice. Yeah, at and the time. yeah, Pat was the first, and he had you know he was, he had he was conflicts. a locker room guy, but we didn't we he had conflicts. Yeah, he yep. was he, he couldn't make else. it exactly. So so the next logical choice was was Jared Allen, clearly, obviously. So we're we're doing the photo shoot, um, and part of you know this this is Hollywood stuff, right? These photo shoots, you you have to take your clothes off, and and you know you take your shirt off at times, and and sometimes that showcases certain tattoos that the public may not know about so so in taking his uh his pants off for a wardrobe change um the the, the gq photographers and stylists and fluffers whatever you want to call them um they fluffers. noticed fluffers. Call them fluffers yeah. yep uh they noticed a tattoo uh above his groinal region above his above crotch. the groinal region above the groinal region kind of you the know groinal region is south of russia yeah and 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 south of the belly button yep um so so right in there uh they noticed uh that he had a tattoo of a of an ak-47 so, oh so, so a gun there um which right, is weird right above his dick uh you know like an inch and a half okay, okay. right so so yeah, above I, the hair really above the hairline above yep. the hairline yep. um we'll got, my, on the equator, got my squeeze <laughs> shut there you go. So and north, the region. north of the equator uh yes and south of the belly button and um so they asked you know that's an interesting tattoo uh and so jared said yeah you know this is uh this is there was a previous tattoo there, but when I had, um, you know, he was married at the time, and, and he said when I had uh, his, his first child, he said he had to get a new tattoo there. Um, uh, and obviously the new tattoo was a gun because, you know, you don't want to... Yeah, because if you're going to get a tattoo that commemorates the birth of a child, uh, yeah, gun... It wasn't, it wasn't commemorating, it was but, just covering up a, a different tattoo that he had there. Um, and that tattoo was uh, um, all you can eat for a dollar. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> that <laughs> is the stupidest tattoo I've ever heard of, and I couldn't be happier about it. <laughs> no, no, I'll down. say this: I did not get see up that close, coming? and well, I didn't see it coming, but I also didn't get up close to inspect to examine to see if that was the case. Nonetheless, there was uh, an AK-47 tattooed over another tattoo, which he said was all you can eat for a dollar. Um, and Jared the reason- Allen does seem like a, like the kind of person who would tattoo that. One hundred percent. And again, the reason he got this over the other tattoo was because he had a child, and he didn't want that kid, you know, on the beach, wherever future future Jared Allen self was, to 
to look at his father and say, yeah. or her father and say, hey, dad, why do you have all you can eat for a dollar tattooed above your hairline and below your belly button? So naturally, you get a... Kind of makes wow. me laugh that his wife didn't make him change that, but the kid was like, "Well, I got to change it now." Well, I don't think the I don't think the one year old child asked him to get the new tattoo. I think his wife probably said, "Hey, Jared, <laughs> now it's time. Now it's time. Now to that we're that having offspring. Yes. it's time to change that." Yes, yes, that's fair. I saw him in a gas station one time, and he was one of the most obnoxious human beings I've ever encountered in my whole life. He was never obnoxious to me. I, I don't know if anyone listening has seen the video of him in a tree when he spears a deer from, no. from upon high. So Paint me a word picture. There's a YouTube video of Jared Allen in a tree, probably 15 to 20 feet off the ground, perched in a tree, much like you climb trees as a kid. You get up there and you kind of hang out with a spear. Uh-huh. And a deer, I don't know how it was there, was probably lured uh, towards his location, but right underneath him, so 20 feet below him, uh, and he has a spear, much like the movie 300, you know, a, a spear sure. would look. Uh, and he proceeds to throw the spear down through the deer. And, you know, he's, got him. he's a big, he's a big, he got him. Yeah, it's out there. Wow. Google Jared Allen spear deer and, you, and you'll find it. Boy, I wonder what happens if you Google Jared Allen gun tattoo. <laughs> Probably similar. Listeners, to I'm going to leave deer. that to you. I'm going to leave that exercise to the listener. Yeah. Did the photographer take any photos of it? Is that off limits? No, yeah, maybe cell phone pics that exist somewhere, much like the Brett Favre ones, but I don't know. No, it was a very <laughs> professional photo shoot, um, and, and I'm sure it turned out well. I didn't see the final product, but he was wearing plaid, you know, as, as, he, as you do. Yep. I mean, how as much do. thought goes into, I want to get an inappropriate tattoo above my dick, and I want it to be gross and dirty. Uh, how... 30 seconds before he landed on all you can eat for a dollar. I mean, there's so, yeah, I mean, there's true. so many funny. It's first page funny, of the book. Yeah. 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 Above it's me and her tattoos. That's the first yeah. page. When yep. you go to the tattoo parlor and look for the potential, you look, they have the book there and it's like, Oh, you're getting an inappropriate tattoo in your groinal region. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here's page one. Yeah. We've got 5,000 pages of it. It's probably half their tattoos. Uh, this is weird, but funny Terrible enough, jokes. I also have another story about a tattoo that a friend of mine got, one of my best friends, um, uh, a San Anthony Park neighbor. I won't say his name because I don't, I don't want him. It was Tim or Tom from the Speedy it Market. It was not Tim nor Tom from the Speedy Market where I used to work in San Anthony Park. It was, uh, it was a friend of mine uh, who thought it was a good idea, uh, same region, below the belly button. Um, yep. And kind of the groinal region. The groinal region uh, decided to get a, uh, an elephant head with, with ears and eyes. Uh, right but above. the trunk was yes, oh my god! The, yes, really? The trunk was his his penis. Yes. <laughs> wow! This is a real. Yeah, that's also real. Yeah, yeah. He got an elephant face tattooed above his penis. I can't I believe would... you just one upped your own story with the worst tattoo. And I wasn't even thinking about it. it just I didn't happened. think that was possible. No, Those are two terrible, truly terrible tattoos. Yeah, and you know it's he amazing. was. He was very nervous. I mean, this is you know we're probably eighteen, nineteen, maybe. Um, wow. And, I wasn't there when he got it. Uh, he went to UMD, so you know I don't know what that says about. Oh yeah, go dogs! Oh man, go dogs! That's where I went. Okay. Do you have a, t- a tattoo? Was it Brandon? Hold on, was it Brandon? No, well, this is bullshit. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was, but it was Brandon. <laughs> it was Brandon. Brandon has an elephant yeah. tattooed above his wiener. Yep, okay. yep. That's yep. on the podcast. Yep. Yep. New avatar. You can look at it for a dollar. That's the fee. <laughs> All you can see. That's our new. Com- that's our new money making opportunity. Look at Brandon's crotch for a dollar. <laughs> We're not selling ads anymore. It's like the. It's like the kiss booth. It's just <laughs> yeah, forget <laughs> you. Booth. Forget yeah. you, guest. We don't need your ad money. Yeah. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> We're going with Brandon exposing himself just, to people. Just freak for money. show. That's how we do it. No one. 
Uh, wow, I, I have no stories that could top that. Or that's even, a great story. Even on the same That level. was worth the whole... Well, there were a lot of things that were worth it. You made us old fashions. I did. That, I did. I make old fashions. You're a purveyor yeah. of the old fashions. I am, and, and it's and it's taken a while, and it's a process, and, and I've, I've had a and couple... And it's not just because you went to Wisconsin, either. It wasn't like you went there, and they were like, uh, welcome to Wisconsin. Here's the recipe for old fashions. No, Here's I... Here's your ability class. to forget about every sporting event that happened before 1994. <laughs> We had some good Ron Dane years. Give me a break. I yeah, wasn't there for all Ron in the nineteen nineties. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. We had Brett Bielema who would uh he would In the nineteen nineties. No, no, I was not in college in the nineties, John. Really? Me neither. No. I wasn't either, I guess. Yeah, we, yeah you were you <laughs> were, you were, you were oh, one yeah. year. Yeah. For uh two months. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was oh yeah. four to to 09. Really? Madison, yes. Those were those wow. were my collegiate years. But no, Brett You Bielema were much would, younger than I thought you were. Thank you. I thought you were like Brandon's age. You look really old. I know, yeah. and that's you look yeah. terrible. Yeah, that's Jesus. why I thanked what him for saying. What's wrong that. with you? Uh, yeah, yeah. he does have cool hair though. Yeah, Brandon has cool hair, hair too. You guys, and John does too. I think we all we're, we're cool a little hair, hair gang. Right for now. a long time, I wanted my hair to be exactly like Eric's, and I could never pull it off. So now I switched over to wanting my hair to be like Mike Rand's. So wait a minute, what do you mean you couldn't? You know that if you want a haircut, you need to like go to a place and get your haircut, right? Yeah, you see, it you can't just quite wish work it to me. happen. That I I tried. Did you go and say cut it like? I need to. I should snap a cell phone picture of Eric tonight and go to the haircut place and be like, "Give me this." No, I think mm-hmm. you should snap a picture of both of us and have them blend the looks together, Brandon yeah. and I. Yeah, and and then it's a good that. look. Or no, include yourself and see what she can do. Mm-hmm. Could you just reticulate the lines? Yeah, I yep. think you should go for yeah. it. Yeah, all of the above. You Please. should try a cool haircut. I mean, it's just hair. Yeah, I it mean, it's just hair. Yeah. This is this see what is, happens. At some point, it's all going to go away. That my hair has lasted this long is a miracle. No, I'm telling God. you, just you go crazy sometimes. Full head of hair. I know, yeah, but it's fine. going. You wow. can. I'll, I'll introduce you to my dad sometime. No, it's like, the mom's side. I think you're you're safe. If if your dad doesn't have hair, you're you're fine. In fact, I think that's a better reason for you to believe that you're to believe hair in the hair hairline. Yes, I'm just saying. Every time I get a haircut, it's like, is it ooh, back? where's where's it going? Where's that hairline going to be this time? It's when I think about hair, I think of uh, this. How often old, do you think? Of, is it a Daily occurrence? A couple, two, three times a minute. Okay. Oh, okay. I just think of this old poem by, I think it was Hamlet or Shakespeare. We got yeah. tonight. Who needs tomorrow? <laughs> Let's make it last, babe. Let's find a way. Is that the I- iambic pentameter? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know it. Yeah, yeah know it's it. a tragic old tale. Anyway, I think just go crazy. Go a little yep. bit more nuts than you want to with your hair. More gel, but less gel. I I'm taking. I'm going to take you guys with me. Yes, yes. You guys can just supervise. No, we'll the cut it, clips. John. We'll cut. Oh, that'd be fine. We too. will cut yeah, it. Yes. That actually is way better. Live John Marthaler haircut. <laughs> way better because it won't cost me seventeen dollars <laughs> like most of my haircuts. Okay, so just your dignity. We'll also. Could we find some way to charge for that too? We need to make some money. Yeah, we got to make some money. ads. So, okay. <laughs> so, all right, you can come. You can help with the haircut for a dollar, and Brandon will show off his wiener. Uh, for a a, a I will show my dick off. I'll be naked, and then oh. uh, Eric will make you an old fashioned. Yeah, old yeah. fashioned. But this is like the worst fundraiser ever. I love <laughs> no, it. But I, but I also think I know who will show up. A lot of the police. Yep, a lot of the police. <laughs> a lot of no people. A lot of the police. A lot of the police. Uh, no, but you do a quarter of snip. Yep. A, a scissor snip. That's absolutely true. And, you know, a dollar, wanna, dollar yeah, 75 later, you got yourself a great haircut. <laughs> a really swell do. Oh, I love this idea. This is a good idea. We had a kick farter last time. We did have, we had kick now, farter. <laughs> now we've got the, the hair. 
cutter. Uh, I had a bad haircut a few months ago. And did I talk about my bad haircut? I almost called in sick to work if, for an if entire so, week. If so, let's do it twice. It I was bad. And I was super nervous going into work. And uh, first, I went down the um, my cube row and the sort of the, the younger girl on our team, the whatever. Yep. Uh, I walked right by her and she goes, what's up, Macklemore? Oh. <laughs> and it was one of the most embarrassing worst because she's a child and I'm a grown up. Yep. And, and You're a grown like, man I, with it was, a family. It was so bad that she just, all of her like, this guy's a little bit older and he's been at the company longer than me, just went out the window and she couldn't help herself and she just had to go to Macklemore. Because like, if it was a little bit bad, she'd let it go. But is, That's is, how bad it was. Is that a bad person to look like though? Oh, I looked like a. I looked awful. Oh. I looked like a child. Okay, it was one of the so worst. It wasn't just. It wasn't like, hey, Macklemore, terrible haircut on that guy. It was like, hey, Brandon, what are you? What are you? You're doing? You're trying to be Macklemore and you look like a. But how a are your verbal total idiot. skills? Um, what's your what's John and I talked about this pre-pod, but yeah, poor. our entire podcast preparation was talking. Well, first of it was drinking old fashions, yep, yep. and pizza. eating a frozen pizza. Uh-huh. God, I love frozen pizza. I, I said maybe chips. I didn't produce chips. I didn't Fuck, you don't chips. have chips. Oh, I mean, I have them, but I wrap it up, guys. That's that's <laughs> that's post-game. enough. I guess post game, and then we discussed our rap <laughs> names, chips. Yeah, what and was you, your rap name? Did we decide on a rap name for you, Brandon? Brandon's rap name. I don't have a rap name, but um, my if uh, you were Nick Nelson, you'd have a rap. My name. nickname I've known in in my friends, in my circle of friends, is Taco. <laughs> is Taco? Taco? Yeah, so probably like Taco Taco Broxy, Taco B, something like Taco that. Is that Broxy. actually a true thing? That can't be a true thing. Uh, yeah. Well, Why are was, you called Traco? Yeah. Oh, because I uh, I was drunk one night and I thought somebody should. You be like nicknamed. to get filled with beef? <laughs> no. What? Inappropriate. Ooh. Let's go. That was uh, over the line. I like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was. I don't remember the whole origin. I was like, "That's a funny nickname. Somebody should be nicknamed Taco." And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm Taco." <laughs> and then I. Uh, and then it's yeah. That's the whole story. So is the the guy Taco in the league a characterization of you? Uh, I think this was pre the league. That's what I'm saying. It's been a while. So, so I, yeah, steal... I think word got out into mm-hmm. New York, LA kind of, kind of went sort of East and West. Sure. It's it like hit both web. coasts. Yeah. It hit both coasts pretty, <laughs> you pretty know, quickly. The weird thing is our, our good friend Randball uh-huh. also has a friend nicknamed taco. Oh, and yeah. I believe hearing the story, the Genesis of that was also someone should be nicknamed taco. All right. You, you're taco. <laughs> It wasn't nickname. somebody saying, okay, I'm Taco. Somebody should be nicknamed Taco. Now, as yeah. part of that nickname, do you have to love tacos? Uh, I don't think you have to, but I do. Yeah. Okay. But everyone does, except like for Clarence. Rack. I'm into him. Yeah. Clarence is the only person in the entire world that doesn't like a taco. We should, be, we should clarify, though, because I think this is, there's a little bit of um, confusion online. He doesn't hate tacos. He's afraid of trying a he taco. He's never eaten He's never taco. even a tried Will not a, taco. Eat a taco. What about taco salad? Oh, I don't know. So. The cumin is what gets him. <laughs> the cumin is what gets him. And to be fair, cumin, if you just sniff it, smells like a sweaty old man. It sure does. Oh. You got to cook it down a little you bit. You put it on a taco and everything's fine. It's gorgeous. It's just a beautiful flavor yeah. at that point. So, <laughs> so I don't think we're making fun of him enough is my point. Yeah. The story, the story that I don't tell enough, and I, I think I tell it about once every fifth podcast, was a couple of years ago there was sort of a... A number of people were raising money for various things. It may have even been Give to the Max Day related, like today. And I said, all right, this, our podcast can raise some money. Clarence, here's what we'll do. We'll have people pay, and if they get over a certain, money, certain amount of money, you'll try a taco. And we'll record it. And I thought, 
this will be a fun thing to record, and who could possibly say no to that? And he said no. He no. will not. He will not even eat a taco for charitable purposes. Does he like the ingredients separately of tacos? Yes, yes. of course. He would he love a taco. He's just afraid to try it. Why? I, I, I'm having a hard time with. This I believe guys. his argument would be it. it smells like butt. But tacos. What if you get a chicken taco? He doesn't think that nope. those exist. Oh, they do. No, he only thinks it's uh, the sh- the worst ground beef possible and a really terrible flour tortilla and a bunch of... Gr- like, he's thinking of the absolute worst. It's like judging the parlor burger. You're not going to try the parlor burger because you had a White Castle one time so 20 years ago. So the way ago. you described terrible ground beef and a flour tortilla, like, I just had still a good. I'm still hungry for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still yeah. want that. I would still I would eat, eat that. that, yeah. The yeah. worst taco you can possibly describe. I'm like, yeah, I'll oh. eat that taco. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like meat and lettuce, and then there's like a some sort of bread around it. I had, it's fucking beautiful. It's I had perfect. a taco salad for lunch. Synergy today. of food groups. Yeah, that's the way it works. It's that's, delicious. Yeah, yeah. So we're all in agreement. Tacos are great. Yes, we are. Oh yeah. Conclusion. Yeah, of course, Taco thinks Who's that. Who's not here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's Taco Baby. Taco Braxy. <laughs> yeah. But but oh, so his rap names. Your rap name now is <laughs> Taco. taco. What, yep. Your rap. Taco. My rap name was John because that's just the way I roll. And I tried to push for J O H N. No. This is ra- How about uh, two N's? No. Ooh. J H O N. Ooh, like a like little Johnny letter, yeah. like a Jean. See? Jean. Are you okay no, with that? Still no, no, just J O N. The existence of the letter H is uh, not Lil, not big, not super mega no, ultra. Just, 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 just two J's. Just, you know me. I am not cool <laughs> enough to have an adjective to go with my name. But it can just be like a pronoun. How about I John? What? Okay. I comma John. Yes. This is like a terrible first novel, not a rap name. H hating John. H yeah. hating John. See, that makes no sense to anyone. Well, to well, me it does. I'm, it makes sense. With, I'm sticking with what I know. No I H, John. Rap, and every accent I do is a pirate. So John with no H. Um, so I, we were conversing. Yeah, what other, was your rap name? Well, it initially was two words, um, and there was about a point two seconds worth of thought put in this, but it was verbal lava. Because you t- spit hot fire. Because I, yeah, yeah, with lukewarm heat. Yeah. But but yeah, and then John had the idea of of, of combining the one words. word, verbal, verbal lava, verbal lava, verbal lava, verbal lava. Sounds lava. like someone's last name from the Dominican. Yeah, or a Pedro Verbalava. delicacy. Ooh, verbal lava, or possibly a part of the body. Maybe verbal lava is a Greek taco. You spray in your verbal lava and you're out for four weeks. <laughs> That's also good. Yes. yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds like it was questionable stained. to return. Verbal sprain lava. verbal lava. Ugh. Yeah. What That's do the not... trainers do with a sprained verbal lava? I mean, they don't. <laughs> they Rest. they don't do anything. They haven't been taught about they that. They just in have to school. let it heal on its own. Yep. Rest. They they drop a hot beat and they let it take its course. Yes. Yeah. Should we press record on this thing, or yeah, we, we get started? Or do you want to? <laughs> well, no. Now's when we pretend like we didn't record, yeah, and we've erased the uh, yeah the yeah. process that has been. The best part so of this far. is we we literally just sat around chatting for an hour before we started recording the podcast. Over mostly, pizza so and you guys could talk about shopping, and there was pizza and old. We fashion. did talk about shopping and waterproof, yeah. bulletproof. Uh, pants. pants. Yeah, yeah I talked about pants. them again. You can't bring me anywhere without talking about those pants. Okay. No matter where you go, it's like somebody who's involved with Amway. And they're like, you know, they, let's talk. Uh, I, I want to talk to you guys about a way to get your paper towels. There's a way yes, in. Yes, Amway. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm in a cult. I feel like The cult I, of pants that you can pour beer on at the bar. Yeah, yeah. The cult of those pants. The thing is, and I'm embarrassed I would about benefit it, but from any clothing that 
would allow me to pour things on it. Yeah. And would just run off. What's the downside? Except for the amount of money More it costs, salsa. I could buy 27 pairs of pants. I I'm surprised fill, you're not in a Not full of a quantity, though. Spill-proof suit right now. A spill-proof now. jumpsuit. Yeah, that's Perfect. what I'm saying. I don't know why you're not wearing that right you now. You know, it doesn't count as business casual. Your leather gimp suit is just not yeah, the same. I know. It's, not, you it's know, giving me a different vibe. You got pizza stains all over yeah, your gimp suit. See, that's the thing. That suit. Think about it, guys. Spill-proof suit for a gimp. Pretty yep, good idea. Good. I know. Pretty because yeah. another way to raise some money for this podcast. That's what I'm saying. We'll sell spill-proof suits, and with every one of them, you get to look at Brandon's dick. I mean, oh. you knew we were having pizza. I don't know why you had to wear the white leather suit. That's yeah, the that problem. was weird. That it was is, weird. You know, it is just odd looking. I mean, if you go black leather, it would make more sense. It would yeah. blend. And it just got John's got pizza stains all over his it's white well, leather. Most of them are pizza the stains. Black most. One is, it doesn't wash well. Yeah, I mean, it's hard yeah. to wash leather. There looks like there's blood also. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I, I think I think he was happy. That's why he wore it because he wanted to cover up the blood stains with pizza. <laughs> no, it's it was weird pizza. that he smeared the first <laughs> couple slices on himself. To we didn't understand at the time, but now yeah. I think we're putting. That he did together. give me the cheese though, the top of it. He did give you the cheese after I smeared it on myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was good. It was pizza. I mean, it, I mean it's a lot of matzo. What are you going to say now? Right. It's like the worst taco ever. We're all still into it. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. John has smeared the pizza cheese on himself, we're still uh, <laughs> yeah. okay I'll with tell you what. It turns out I love old fashions and frozen pizza together. Who knew? Who, who doesn't? I'm coming over here more. <laughs> this is my lifestyle. It's a good bachelor pad. This is it. This yeah, is where the it, magic it, happens. It is. This is very much the life right here. You got a giant TV. I do. You got two places to sit. Two, pl- yeah, two, two whole places to sit. <laughs> Yeah, it's John's like dream died so quickly. Giant TV and uh, two places, two places to, sit. to sit. Yeah, you got a fridge. That's cool. If this was my dream, got a door pad. with a lock. Yep. There'd be a TV there, one above it, six more arrayed on this wall over uh, here, all showing sports. I'm not rich though, and that's a big problem with your dream is that it involves me and not being rich. I've never been rich enough to make this dream happen either. Thus, dream. and then I got married and. I love my wife very much, but I'm never going to have eight TVs set up in the basement showing sports. It's never going to happen. But what if she's interested in six shows on TV that you can justify purchasing those TVs for? Oh, that's a good point. There's a bunch of bachelors going on at the same time. Yeah. She's not really a bachelor. The cruise one. She would have like extra results behind the scenes sort of thing. Women H-T-T. tell all. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's kiss all. And there's, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of bachelors. You could try that. And then she Bachelorette, could, that's a whole new world. Oh, man. One row, Bachelor. bachelor one row, one row Bachelorette. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. And yep. then a Real Housewives laptop, you know. And then what am I doing at this point? You are in the other room with your set of TVs because your marriages are equal. You get so what she gets. Yeah. Well, or that, or just I would probably start slipping her a Mickey so she falls asleep right away. So and then you get to turn all the channels so on. And watch you. all the sports that I want. Yeah. Is that a change from. Yeah, obviously. Right you, how long have you I been mean, married? You're describing Wednesday. That's what I'm saying. You just have one TV to do it with. Now yeah. you have an option. Yeah. Now I'll have yeah. different TV shows. Yeah. Makes That's perfect good. sense. That's real good. Right. right. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> the best part of this is this: my wife is going to listen to this podcast and be like, do you really want more TVs? Yes. And your answer will be, <laughs> yeah. of course. I yeah, I, I, yes, I, I do. I love you very much. <laughs> uh, and yes, I would love more TVs. Yeah. Also, right, some... record now. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, great. What else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some Vikings. No, we were going to get into um, how much I love beef inside me. We got that. Yeah, we, we, so we covered that, that checkbox. Uh, beef inside you has been yep. covered. The spelling of John's name. Did we rap name? Did, rap, we did that rap name. Yep. Uh, 
uh, your future haircut. So no, I think we've got. I, I think honestly haircut, think that we've. Uh, we good. This just, is the worst sports podcast. Just ever wrap it up. This is a sports yeah. podcast. And yeah. uh, no, okay, no, I not. was confused. Okay, well, since Eric is employed by our local footy team, we'll get to that as sort of a main event. Let's do a quick run through other sports in case anybody has anything to say about them. That's interesting, and if not, we'll just run on through real quick. I like it. I do want to say Vikings-wise, no coach has ever been more popular, with the possible exception of Tom Kelly after both World Series wins. No coach has ever been more popular than Mike Zimmer is right now in Minnesota. You think so? For, yeah. for talking about For talking about how he wanted to punch Jeff Fisher in the face, that's like, that is peak Minnesota coach right now. Yeah. It's never going to get any better than Mike Zimmer offering to fight Jeff Fisher in an alleyway. If there was a coach who was um, who was legitimately... Hey, can you give me a beer? Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, who was... Eric's is gone. We can say whatever we want now. Legitimately and overtly pandering. He couldn't be any better at, his, at what he's doing no. PR-wise than Mike Zimmer. And it is just astounding how uh, everything he says is like... Uh, especially Clarence, who is kind of an, a grumpy old guy anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just, he's got to be listening to these interviews, a press conference, and just jerking off constantly at how Clarence perfect it no is. Clarence has got no pants on with the Zimmer interview. Yeah. Nothing matters except a title, and these guys are going to work hard, and we're not flashy, and we're going to be more disciplined than these guys. I think he's telling the truth. He seems like a guy who's not going to bullshit. But if he wasn't telling the truth and he was like a slick PR guy, he would say the exact same things. It's astounding. And here's the thing. It works. It, it makes totally. me happier with Mike Zimmer as a coach. I agree. But Ignoring. he does back it up, too. He does, they do seem like a legitimately well-coached team. I think, is, yeah, I guess. And Maybe is he not, not kind of the, the polar opposite of a Leslie Frazier? Well, who's going to be stuff. Right. He's going to be monotone and just he not going to give mouth anyone. Words come yeah, he's yeah, not going to yeah. give anyone any sort of locker room material, whereas Zimmer is, is willing, at least, to, to open it up. Yeah. Yeah. Les Frazier was like, the post-game press conference, he'd get up there and be like, who do we play today? Yeah. Was it... I want to say we played Kansas City today. It's true, Coach. It red, you did play that. It was a red yes. team, I think. Yeah, it was. He was a Both lot of the whole like, on. I got to go look at the film. I'm not exactly sure. He was just very hemming and hawing. Yeah. Which I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, but I do I feel like mentioned. we could be wrong. But they felt like they were pretty well coached last year. It's really a hard thing to understand exactly what well coached even means. With you know, there's like 40 coaches and there's so many guys in the team. You don't know what you know. Whatever. And there's so many coaches who are just total disasters. Like Jim Tomsula. He's the, oh, coach the homeless of, guy? Yeah, the homeless yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's the coach the of busker. a professional football team. Yeah. There's, I mean, you say there's 40 coaches. There's really about 20 coaches. And then there's 12 teams scrambling desperately for anyone who will take the job. I wouldn't trust Tom Sula to, like, take over my home insurance. Yeah. Just I taking mean, over. Just like, hey, I'm, just, I'm the guy in charge of your account now. No change. I'd be like, nope. Sorry, but he could you. be like a good Why pizza you franchisee, you know? If Maybe. He was, if he was a manager at a Papa Murphy's, he looks I feel like, like I, would, I would be into that. I would work I hard would just, for Jim Tumsula don't you if think, I was a, a pizza crafter. I feel like he'd just Murphy's. be sweating all over that pizza, man. That when, dude's sweaty. Yeah. He is he's okay. He's, but that's why you keep him away from the pizza, and he just manages. He's the he's the construction foreman. If you he tells you to do this, do that. <laughs> he's just up front trying to work the cash register, but failing. Yeah, yeah. But you, but do you believe? In Jim Tomsula? As no, I Papa don't. Murphy's franchisee. <laughs> if you are looking at, on a car lot and you see 
this is the Honda CRV that I want. I'm going to make a purchase. And you see Tom Silla <laughs> sweaty waddling over to you. I'm going to be like, I don't know, man. I'm going to think about it. He's going to talk you out of I'm an think immediate about yeah. purchase. I don't That's know, how man. Bad he is. I don't know. My You're fucking creeping me out. the nearest Honda dealer to this one? Where's <laughs> yeah, the next nearest one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go there and buy it from those guys. This is a gray. I want a silver. I, it's not going to yeah, work for me. I'm pretty picky. I'm looking for more of a dark silver. Stop. Not gray. In between, anyway, just give me some addresses of other potential. He's people. never breathed out of his nose an entire his entire no, life. Not once. He's a mouth, he's a mouth breather yeah. officially. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but they anyway, could, he's the coach of an NFL team. I know, I know. But they could be poorly coached, and it's just because a lot of this, honestly, like uh, there's been like. In the two a season and a half, there's been like eight coin flip games, and we've won like seven of them. It's been insane. Like that's I don't true. think that's coach. We always say that's coaching, and um, some of the smart guys in the world, like Barnwell's great uh, writer, R.I.P. Grantland, by the way. Yeah, I know. We should talk I about. I will remember bit. you, but we'll get to that. We may never get to that. We, we probably, probably won't. We'll, but we'll table it for now. Yeah, yeah. A table we'll that exists outside of this podcast. I forget yeah. what we were talking yes. about. One of those outside tables. Um, and every time there's there's it happens once a year, once every other year. Like wow, this team. Actually, I know the Falcons for a long time. Matt Ryan, hey, this guy just wins every time. There's a within seven points. Matt Ryan always wins. Matty Ice and Barnwell's like I don't. That's never really been the case in the history of even if you look at amazing quarterbacks. I just don't think that's true. And of course, the next two years they were like three and yeah, twelve. On, it just doesn't happen. So, in one way, I want to like hold my breath and 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 wait to see if they actually are as good as a six and two team, which we probably don't think they are, but they do seem like I'm sort of buying into like, they seem pretty well coached. They don't have a ton of crazy penalties or stupid penalties. I don't think they have great clock management, but it seems to be on purpose where their clock management is like, we're going to let it run out. No matter what, we're just gonna. Let, we're not gonna try we're to running a play is never gonna be good. For and us. we know what's odd to me is, and I think that we're sort of culprits too. Is, um, is I don't judge like. In any other scenario, it would, back in the day when we had like um, Dante or Favre or like this quarterback that we knew could do some damage, when there was like a minute 10 left and the other team had the ball at midfield or whatever, and we had like two timeouts and it was third down, we'd be like, take a timeout. We got to get that ball back before halftime or whatever it was. Yep. We got to get this ball back. You what are you doing? felt that way. No, we just let it run out and everyone goes, that's, that's all right, <laughs> that's all right. Zimmer. Yep, you're you're a defensive guy. You know. <laughs> It's weird. Like we should be like a little bit more upset about those things. They ha- that happened last week that before halftime. I don't remember the exact scenario, but it was something like there was 50 seconds left. They stopped him on third down. We got to stop this clock and we'll have another timeout and yada, yada, yada. And they ran down. And we're like, oh, well, oh, well, yeah, eh, whatever. I feel like there's right. a little bit of a, of, a, of a fan culture shift too, though. I mean, I think this year and, and last year too a little bit, but this is kind of the first year where you have that faith and confidence in the last few years. I, yeah. think, I think in the yeah. past, you've kind of been like, oh, uh, you know, you're not really sure. You probably don't believe. And I think this year is one of the first years in a long time where you actually do believe. You think, okay, we are well-coached enough. We have a quarterback we can believe in. We have a running back, obviously, we can believe in. And we have wide receivers that can get open and get the ball. And we have a defense that can get it back and pressure the quarterback. I don't think we've had that I still think. Lately. I still think we were right many weeks ago on this podcast when we said the Vikings are the most average team in the NFL. But there's I really think they are. And I think they're going to finish the season two and six in their last eight games. You really think? I because know you've they're been the most average so team in the world. Well, you you link to it nine and seven. You link to it this week. The Football Outsiders yeah. and the DVOA and stuff. Yep. One of the things they have on their strength of schedule. So far, the Vikings have played the league's easiest schedule 
the rest of the way they have the league's hardest schedule. It's about to get real for the Vikings. But yep. for a team like that, though, what better way to prep for those last games against the hardest teams than to get some some easy ones out and you know and have a good record yeah, to their credit, confidence to their credit, they've won six games against the teams that are worse than that. And they but they've come back to win some of those games too. They've yeah. shown up. When but it is it good if you're taking these terrible teams and you're coming back to win these games? I think if you win, it's good. Yes, I think that's good. That's not that's not what I'm saying though. Is it proof that things are about to be good? If you have to come back to win a bunch of games against bad teams against Chicago, yeah, I, I, I think that, it's I, I I think it's proof that the the culture in that locker room and in that organization is changing a little bit. Where that that confidence that we are going to win and that we have the right people for the job is going to continue to grow. And I think after going six and two for the first half of the season, you probably have a little bit more belief. So those games when you play the good competition become a little bit easier to win because you have that belief in those big moments. I don't know. That I'm might not, be total bullshit. I'm not a believer. Right now, I'm I, not a believer because it seems more likely that they're going to lose six out of the last eight and be like, well, we what went wrong? What went wrong here? Well, we're just not a very good team. But you look at, but you look at the Packers. Aaron Rodgers two weeks ago threw for 77 yards. I mean, so what team in the NFC North do you believe in? I, None I, of look, them. Okay, so, so that, that helps my case. I, I do think that... But aren't the Packers a better team than the Vikings? Probably. They I have Aaron Rodgers, of course. Quarterback. Yeah. So the Vikings still have to play the Packers twice. There's two losses. Potentially. Yeah. I, but, I, but I think this is the first other... year where I would say no. I wouldn't say you're right automatically. I think this is the first year where in, a, in the last three or four where I would hesitate to say, well, you know what, I maybe. Say just, I'm so scared because I see it in both of your eyes. You're smiling a little bit. You're hopeful. The Vikings. But We're talking about the Minnesota Vikings. John, I'm not hopeful. All right, good. No. That's I see, what I want. And I think I am, and I think that that's my oh, point. Is that this is the first time in a while where I oh, have been. And I may be totally wrong, oh, and I may, it may be proven oh. out that I am. But maybe, maybe. I mean, it's it's the NFL, so anything can happen. So being 6-2 and two right now is a great spot to be in. And, Hot and they do take. Have, they do have a hard schedule, but they, I mean, Oakland's beatable atlanta's beatable green bay at home is winnable i mean there's a there's games that they could pull out like if you look at um 538 their elo is another nerd statistic that i um look into what's elo uh i don't know what it stands for at all electric Electric light Light orchestra Orchestra. oh electric light orchestra anyways so they've got this thing where uh the members of elo predict games for the rest of the year oh Oh, it's a good stat. And the members of ELO think that they're going to go. I think it's like nine and a half wins right now that they're projected. So um, That'll probably make the playoffs. It would make the playoffs. They have a 67% chance to make the playoffs right now. Ooh. That's crazy, right? That is. So and I it feel doesn't, like and it's, they're not just doing... A 67% chance for the Vikings is like a one in four chance. Three to one but, against. Is, but is remember, <laughs> this is not, as I understand it, and I could be wrong, their 67% chance is not just when you're six and two... 67% of the time you make the playoffs. I think they also look at um, strength of schedule and point differential and some of those things. I mean, I know they certainly look at point differential. Um, so that still is a good thing in favor of the Vikings because that w- you'd think would hurt us. We don't have a very good point differential. And I, a lot I of our games we've won by a few. So. Silver, is that the, the gentleman? It is. I believe, yeah. I believe in his, his presidential predictions and I believe in his NFL predictions. Did ESPN, ESPN still has 538 going but not Grantland? Correct. That's a little Well, strange. the ESPN I hates think Bill Simmons, and they don't hate Nate Silver. True. And I also think 538 has probably like four or five full-time staffers where Grantland probably had 40 Grantland or 50 like or just an Grantland insane amount. Have a million. You know, I do want to say one thing about ESPN or Grantland or whatever. Um, Simmons was constantly 
um, bitching that they didn't sell any advertisements for Grantland when they sold these crazy huge whatever. That is true. They're terrible at selling advertisements that aren't the big ones because I watch ESPN on my Apple TV, like mm-hmm. through the app. They um, they go to breaks on like football games or whatever, and they have like six Sports Center commercials yeah. in a row, yeah. and then ESPN back in the promo, game, ESPN promo. It's like There's what the like fuck? One commercial on every event. Why would they'll you not run that commercial? Then they'll run six ESPN promos, and then for some reason it'll be twelve seconds of John Bucci Gross. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. His, with his shirt yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. We all, if you watch watch ES, the watch ESPN app, you know about it's it. fucking I, I watch insane. It all the time. Like even if you can't sell it, which is stupid, because you know they have to be some low-level people who want to get into ESPN property, and this is how they should start it. Even if you can't sell it, give it as a value add of one of the fucking people forward Don't who's spending it. whatever. It's like, just, just we already have... You spend $2 million you on have the 30-second spot. You so, have the, the whatever, the video file. Just fucking upload it. So your point is, do to, to of those six John Bouchergrass flexing commercials, one or two could have been Grantland commercials. One or two could have been... Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, when I thought about it later, it was like, you know, it is strange that we expect a TV channel to give us great sports writing for free. Grantland was a TV channel? Well, Grantland's an ESPN. ESPN is a TV channel. It's not, as much as they'd like to say it, it's not really a journalism organization. It's a TV channel. Right, but it's never just been a... It hasn't been a TV channel in 25 years. Yeah, but what else do they really do? ESPN.com has been a a huge portion of their... To support television. I'm sure it is, but... The point of ESPN.com is to support their television property because that's where they make money. So expecting them to have really awesome sports writing is actually kind of crazy when you think about it. It'd be well, like yeah, expecting the Star Tribune. Only because you're thinking about it in that way, but I don't think that's the right way to think about it. It'd be like expecting the Star Tribune to have really awesome TV shows. No, I, I would no, say... No, it'd be having really awesome video content because they're a news source. These guys are a sports source. You don't, I don't think you should think about it just in the, in, in the vehicle. Like also, they're just sports. They're a sports I also source. Think, I mean, a lot of what ESPN does too with with E60 and the 30 for 30s is they are it's sports journalism just done in a in a in video form. I think but, it's it's story. I mean, a lot of it is it's it's storytelling, and I and I think ESPN.com does a certain amount of storytelling. Sure, it's clickbait, and you want to get there, but it's not deadspin clickbait. But you want to get there and read mm-hmm. your updates on player injuries. And now a big driving force of that is fantasy, obviously. So why did they kill Gramlin then? Because they hated Bill Simmons. They hated Bill Simmons. Yeah. We said that right away. We all hate Bill Simmons. But I like Bill sure. Simmons. Killing something that he doesn't even work for anymore seems a little crazy. Just to, just to ruin his life. It is, it is weird. It is a totally odd thing. It's so difficult to to build a brand in general, and then to have one and um, not like why don't you just sell the name Grantland and the website to like Vice or fucking NBC or something? You could have done something with it. And they're like, nah. We're just going to shutter it. It's insane to me. I don't know. I, I think that they honestly, like, their ad team structure doesn't know how to sell anything besides their big whatever. So they couldn't obviously sell the Watch ESPN app. They couldn't sell Grantland. They couldn't sell any of the other things. And after a while, it's like, well, these people are making, a bunch of people are making six figures a year. Simmons was making multi-million, you know, million, yeah. five million, whatever it was a year. And they just were like, hmm. I don't have the energy to keep these people employed. I don't really want to have my ad people try to sell these low-level things. We're going to work on the college game day, Home Depot, $500 million ad campaign. We're just going to focus our efforts on that. So where does one go now for long-form sports journalism? 
Uh, I, I haven't found source. any place Most yet. Other places on the internet, I would say. Yeah, for, but for like long form though. I mean, that that was kind of where that was my go to when I wanted to read an in depth yeah. investigative report on on any subject that it's been blurbed about on Deadspin or they were SB one of the Nation few places that had the budget to send somebody to do. All right, here's a story. Instead of 600 words, we're going to get 6,000 words. Yep. Rembert went to like Ferguson and yep. just did a whole thing on that, which was in- incredible. And and one of the things I love most about that site was that I I was introduced to guys like Malcolm Gladwell and, and Chuck Klosterman, who were not necessarily sports writers, but they cover sports and certain essays that they write. But it was more about, you know, I mean, I love the Hollywood prospectus portion of, of, yeah. of Grantland. I mean, that's where I went to for my TV reviews from Seppenwald or Greenwald to those guys. And that's where I went for my long form Bill Barnwell pieces, you know. And I, I, don't, I don't know where to go anymore. I'm sure those guys are going to get hired on by ESPN at some, in some point. And, and I think a lot of the people are the sort of being absorbed back into ESPN.com. Like one of the hockey writers I read, Sean McIndo, got absorbed back into the ESPN.com hockey site. So his stuff will continue to be on an ESPN property, just segmented off from Grantland into the actual hockey site. And you wonder how that person feels about kind of the freedoms with which they're able to write. I'm sure Bill was, true. Was, was very open and just kind of take any avenue, take any form and, and you know, kind of thread of this story that you want. Yeah. I, I'm guessing the ESPN proper editors are a little more strict. Yeah, I have no idea how that's going to go for somebody who's now writing for the ESPN baseball site. And they're like, no, you, no, you can't compare your favorite television show to the 30 teams. We have to write something right. that actually has <laughs> right. some content. Or an 80s movie. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that they did, well, sports-wise, was great, but where I think that they uh, they kept trying to turn pop culture into sports. And, like, pop culture is pop culture. They're like, hey, is uh, Ryan Reynolds ready to make the leap this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, like, an almost a yeah, famous exactly. one. There's no, such, there's no fucking talent that, like, so hard on the offseason and now he's going to be a better actor. It doesn't doesn't work. It's but but maybe it's it's you know? it's transferable in the sense that like he's doing, you know, in the offseason he's done one or two other movies that are honing his a certain acting yeah. chop. His cry is really good all of a sudden because he's been in two movies where he's had to cry a couple times. You know, his 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 biceps are bigger because he's been in two action movies, you know, going into that. So I I don't totally disagree but i also don't totally agree i do think there are kind of those those blink moments in actors careers too much like there are in in athletes careers where you kind of put put the work in i just think like the way they covered entertainment was sometimes a little too sportsy brackets and all that sort of whatever else and some of it was fun but i think like the guys that i liked the most was uh zach lowe Mm -hmm. nba guy and bill barnwell yeah it's the best nba guy the best nfl guy in the business and I don't know, I, I think they're still going to be free SPM, but I haven't seen either one of their um, things pop up just yet. I know uh, Lowe was in town interviewing Rubio today. Really? So he's obviously interviewing him for a reason. You know, there's, you know, so I don't know where that's going to show up, though. But he used to be at SI, so I don't know, maybe, I don't really care where these guys go. I just you just want to keep reading them. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's the shame of getting rid of Grantland, because that was your place to read these guys. Yeah. And they're lucky because no matter where they go, you're still going to click. You're still going to read them. And their writing styles, again, it might shift a little bit because their editors are a little bit more strict. But, but yeah, you're still going to follow them. And if ESPN gets them, kudos to them because they still have retained your, your clicks and your, and your readership. But if they go somewhere else, you know, sorry, ESPN, that's where I'm going now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was their opportunity to get in people who weren't going to naturally just, like, go to, go to our sports center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I think they're just like, eh. And it, 
and I and I, I hear what you're saying with the way they try to characterize pop culture and movies and music and, and kind of a sports term, but that's what they were. They were a sports website. Well, I wanted them to. Yeah, well, a lot of their stuff, like just recaps or whatever, was great. When they started getting into this, trying to make it sportsy, was when I was like. So when the sports website tried to get other. sportsy was when you turned when out. They yeah, but if you're going to cover pop culture, culture cover sports. pop culture. True, true. When they tried to make it into sports was when it was like, uh, it's not a competition between actors. What the hell is yeah. bragging rights of back in the day? You know, this but, you know, I, like, mean, oh, I guess. But, but you had to kind of understand that. I mean, these yeah. guys, the lens that they produce their news through was through the sports lens. And if the, most of their readership and, and clicks are from sports fans. But they are, hired people who were... Entertainment specific writers. to yeah yeah they probably were like hey we want you to do a thing of like who's gonna do the leap or whatever they'd be like what the what are you what, what do you mean the leap yeah I don't know what that you mean they're means. good at it yeah they jump high yeah yeah uh, I don't know but uh, yeah it does suck for sure R I P Grantland once R I P Grantland I um, solved it by never paying any attention to pop culture whatsoever John what so, do you do on the internet I look up cricket news okay. That's pretty much no it. Follow up to that. Um, <laughs> no. Do you? Okay. So let's go back to the Vikings and just end on the Vikings. All right. Really quick, and the Vikings. We should really record a podcast we'll once we're done talking about the Vikings. Um, they play Oakland. They do. Do you guys want to guess what uh, electric, electric Light Orchestra says their percentage chance to win this week? Their percentage chance. Are they in Oakland? They're in Oakland because the game's at three o'clock. Um, their percentage chance to win at Oakland, 49%. I would say 55. 56. Ooh, I've never been close. look up the L. We've done a version of this many times, and I've never even been even close. Not, I used to do the guess the line. We're not doing that anymore. Because <laughs> we teased you yeah, briefly. Brandon was like, screw it. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> Can we guess the line? No, we can't. Do you know okay. what the line is? Do you have the line? Okay. What we if we, we don't know the line? It. It's probably it's Oakland by one goal. or something like that, or one and a half. I think we're favored. If, really? If ELO has us as a 56 Yeah, but they always give you three points for being at home. They do. They're not just any willy-nilly. Come on, yeah. Jinx. Boy, willy-nilly. <laughs> Get with it, John. I should probably leave now. Can't predict the Vikings. There's a lot line. of willy-nilly going on. Can't say willy-nilly so smoothly like you guys. Don't have cool hair. I got nothing going for me. Who knew, though, that Derek Carr would be a guy all of a sudden, and that Oakland would be good again and be a, be a, a, a real team that people could could root for? Yeah, and it'll maybe never not last. me and you or uh, you know anyone that we know, but but, yeah, but someone fans could. probably are pretty happy with their with someone their team could right root now. for Oakland. That's and something we're ostracizing an entire Minnesota audience, or I am by saying that. So for uh, being Oakland fans, well, just for caring about Oakland. I don't think anyone listening which to Minnesotans cares. care about Oakland. That's what I'm saying, and I brought it up. No, good no way. one does. I, I'm sorry, listeners. Those they don't too. exist. Uh, okay, let's move on. Good idea. Because I want to talk about wolves real quick. Catnips. I just want to mention how good catnips is. Catnips is something else. Um, I want to mention. Yeah, because they played Golden State. They really Ooh. should just forfeit the games yeah, against Golden good, State. Yeah. So we thought that Golden State was well. They were really good for a long. Curry was way better last year than he's been, but but I think that the the sort of thought was they took this extra leap not not just because of Curry, but also because Kerr is such a fantastic coach. He hasn't even been like Luke Walton has been their coach right now, and they're just running through the league. It's fucking unbelievable how good Golden State is. 
So, um, Give me a quick over-under. How many games do you think Golden State will win this year? It's not even an over-under. Just give me a prediction. Record is 72, 73? Bulls, 72. 72 and 10. The 96, 98 Chicago They're still undefeated at this moment, 8-0. I think they were 9-0 coming into this game. They're about to be 10-0. I think they're going to win. Don't even do it. 69. Wow. Nice. Wow. Sexy. Real sexy. That's it? I was thinking you were going to say like 75. 75 and 7 this year. I I think that it's so important nowadays to rest guys. And uh, specifically Curry, who's had so many ankle problems in the past. I think Mm -hmm. they're going to get off to a start here. And at one point, they're going to be 21 and 4 or something. And, like, let's just give a couple days off. Wrinkle. Wrinkle. Steve Kerr, a member of that 96, 97, whatever. That is a wrinkle. Does he want to beat his own record? Does he want to beat his... I, I got to believe Steve Kerr is not real proud of some of those bull teams. Like, no, and he's, doesn't he's, consider them, and he's uh, a guy, uh, you know, who's, who's, he's a good coach, and he probably doesn't really care about beating the record. He probably wants to win back-to-back championships. I will say this, though. The core of their team is insanely young. And I, and I hear you on resting people, and I, and I do believe in, in – I mean, Curry, you don't want to get him hurt, and yeah. he does have some ankle injury history. But that's just it. I mean, these guys are so young, and they can play forever. And I just – if they're at 67 wins with 10 games to go in the season, are they not going to – I mean, are they, they going to go for it? They have the one seed wrapped up. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to challenge them right now in the West, but do they, and if they have that wrapped up, I just I, – I think it's possible. I, I Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary would personally say yes i mean i would say 67 to 70 i don't think i would say they're going to get the record but i wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility based on coaching decisions and resting people also another thing that they were talking about why um um why it was so much easier for the polls was it was in the east but it was a really shitty conference even as it has been for many years Right now, I mean, you got to play the Clippers and you got to play Houston, even like a shitty team like New, or- New Orleans mm-hmm. can give you a scare. If Davis is having a night. What are you going to do? He's going to score forty-five points and have seventeen boards and six blocks. And then, and yeah, Memphis, Dallas, Houston. I mean, yeah. Minnesota, Spurs, Minnesota. But even in Minnesota, though. But but realistically, yeah. I mean, Minnesota throw throw us in the East. Yeah, we're we're a six seed. Portland you know, supposed to be terrible. They're going to give a fight. I mean, there's really you're going to walk over the Lakers. And Sacramento are kind of the two West, West Coast, yeah. you know, that's kind of it. Because and it used to be us. We used to be one of those teams. Wolves, you know, tonight obviously they have a pretty easy win. Rubio didn't play again for the second night in a row, so that's a little bit easier for them. But they'll give them a battle at times. I mean, obviously they're going to be competitive. Utah.
Utah, uh, obviously, you know, and all the all the actual playoff teams. Dallas was supposed to. Dallas and Portland were supposed to be two um, obvious lottery teams. They're going to give you a run. I mean, yeah. Um, so that is also going to make it difficult for them. But fuck, they look good. I. Every, every, just Curry looks good. I was, else is like pretty good. I was gonna say, have you guys ever seen anyone like him? I mean, no, we're anything even close to him. No, Nash is the closest, but Nash wasn't as accurate. But he was Nash was more of a pure point guard. He wasn't the, he wasn't the pure. Yeah, scorer Nash would pass and run around, but he's yeah. never going to score eighty points a game. He's Canadian. He's pretty unselfish. Good at know, soccer. Great, a hell of a soccer player. Hell Probably soccer better player. than his brother. He used to play for Vancouver Rick back when they were in the second division. Rick? No, Martin no. Nash. Jeff. No. Okay, Martin. Okay. Marty Nash. Marty, yeah. All right. I know we've talked about this on the podcast, but I can't remember where you landed. Were you a supporter of a shorter NBA season? Um, well, I'm kind of torn because I think that you don't need 82 games to figure out who the best regular season team is. But I really like watching basketball. I know there's nights when it's kind of a bummer. and But I would rather take those 82 games and spread them out a little bit longer and give teams more rest so every game is a little bit... Because there are times... It happens probably three to six games a year where the team is like, "This is our fourth game in five days. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. rest three of our starters." That doesn't happen in other sports. I, I hope not. I mean, I don't think it does. And it, for sure, it doesn't happen in baseball. For sure, it doesn't happen in football. I don't think it happens in hockey. So why not just cut it down to like a fifty-eight game schedule? Play every team home and away. Why don't they just start the regular season a month beforehand? It's true. Why not just have an eleven-month season? Yeah, there's no good reason. I've said that about the NFL. Just have a 29-week regular season. <laughs> Play 14 games and give everybody a bye week every other week. Fucking great. Because that's the sport where, like, oh, what's on tonight? Buffalo Jets? Oh, yeah, I'll watch that. Absolutely. The other night, Chicago. see player riding on it. Sure, I'm going to watch. Chicago and San Diego were playing on Monday night, and I was like, yeah, forget it. I'll watch it. I'll watch that Why game. Why not? That's a terrible game. In 50 years or 100 years or whatever it is from now, when you look back on, like, how this was like, hey, this is a sport that uh, people would watch any of it. And you played, like, nine games at the exact same time on the same day. It's going to be... Yeah, why would you do that? stupidest thing you could imagine. Can you, do we think football is, is trending in that sense where both of you just said, hey, two shitty teams on a Thursday, two shitty teams on Monday, I might tune in. Is it trending towards baseball territory in that sense where you can put a game on in the background and you can tune in at any given point and you can be interested in, in what's happening yeah I mean, it is true that i have no idea whether chicago or san diego won no but, it, but at any given point you can tune in and be I relatively entertained yep that might be true i actually don't know either see i think chicago, I think chicago won but I it's don't just know. it's the perfect but we sport. all watched it <laughs> it's such a perfect sport to just have on exactly and sort of have it bounce off the back of your eyeballs you can do that's just really, as you please yeah because it's on for four hours so no yep. matter what, you can tune in. Yeah, and you can tune in, you know, twelve different times in a four-hour period and be entertained in each and in, in any individual moment there, but not have it be connected to any other individual moment. Like baseball is the perfect sport to have on while you're doing something else. Exactly. It's just oh yeah, there's baseball on. It's just sort of good background noise. Cricket is kind of the same way. It's just good to have on. It they're exercising. Exa- they're exactly the same members. in that way. Those are the sports that are good to just have on as background noise. Football is good to have on as something you want to pay attention to once every 40 seconds. I think the difference with, say, football and basketball, if, if, you're, if, if there's a football game on and, you are, and a team is winning 35-7, to seven, yep. I'm still interested in that next touchdown 
But if there's an NBA game on and the team is down by 30 points, I'm not interested in the next basket. I'm not necessarily interested in the next run of points that they're going to score to try to get back into the game as much as I would be well, in two straight touchdowns or a touchdown or an onside kick or an interception or a turnover. No matter what, to me in football, that's fascinating. I'm interested. But in basketball, you know, if it's an individual dunk, maybe. But I'm not going to tune in and be like, okay, they're – now they're 28 points back. Well, the criticism of basketball is and always will be that if the game's at 7 o'clock, you can tune in at 9.10 and get and get everything portion. you need to know about the game. Or if you turn it on and somebody's down by 45, you can just turn, turn it, it off and go about what yep. you're like. But that's what I'm saying. With football, if someone's down 45, I'm still kind of interested. Yeah, and maybe I'll still watch there's that. fantasy value there, but but I think it's mostly just because you know it's feats of strength and there's some there's exciting action happening. It, it's an individual play, whereas basketball is very fluid. I mean, yep. much like soccer, and, and when you tune in for a two minute segment, there may be nothing in basketball that happens that's exciting. But in football, yep. you know, at least you're getting something out of that experience. Well, what's interesting is I think the problem with uh, basketball is if you're well, I say that even though uh, this past uh, Vikings or sorry Wolves game when they were up by 35. Flies in the face of what I was going to say, but there's so many games in the NBA where we just talked about it. There are going to be certain games where, like, they don't even have the starters play. Like, they, they're just in a suit on the side. Or if you're losing by 25, you might just give up and be like, oh, fuck it, we have a bunch more games. Or in football, it's interesting because no one's going to go half-ass in football. It's They're going to try yeah. to have 16 games. So if you did extend it where everyone had plays 25, 30, whatever games, which is I'm not saying play 25 games. I'm saying play 14 games over 30 weeks. Because you can't play more games because people will get hurt. What's that? You're taking games away? Yeah, I'm taking games twice the time. Yeah, even 16. 16 games in 32 weeks. And I think Once that every was, other week. But that was the argument when they tried to make it an 18-game uh, or an 18-week season or a 20-week season. It's that you're not playing 18 games. You're playing 16, but each team gets two or three bye weeks. No matter what, there's still football on that Sunday. There's still football on the Monday or Thursday, but you get more time to rest, more time to heal. The, you know, the teams and the players get more time to kind of adjust to the season, but there's always football on. There's so many games that happen. And like you said, that cluster of games on a Sunday at noon when there's eight games, you can't pay attention. I don't, I, even though there's three games in there that I don't actually care about, I still yeah. want to see the highlights. From they them. had to create a channel that specifically just switched back and forth between the games that were on. I watched that channel. I love that yeah. channel. Red Zone. That's the best chip possible it's channel. fantastic. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to spread the games out so you could actually watch the games? <laughs> Maximize your advertising opportunity. It's, it's a fair point, but, but I, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think extending that season makes sense because you can still play the exact same amount of games. It's the most popular the sport. the same amount of viewership. Pretty much anywhere in the world, and yet you still pack the whole season into four months. Yeah. Why would you do that? That is so crazy to me. Four months. Yeah. Start in August and play until February. I mean, you look at this. Past, you can play until March. Yeah. Super Bowl can be the last week of March. Yeah, from February 1st until March 20th. You have six weeks or seven weeks of people who are just like, I have money to give you. I have my eyeballs that I will devote to you. Please let me do that. We watch your shitty product that's killing people. You go, not nah, fucking. We are arguing for the machine right now. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel good about it. Well, um, I think no, I've never felt good about anything <laughs> to do with the NFL. <laughs> well, it's safer, just in general. Right. Yeah. And then okay. There's there's a okay. There's an altruistic view of, of what we're saying. I'm fully in favor of getting rid of kickoffs, at least. I don't know about punts, but... If you get rid of the kickoff, what do you do? What's the alternative? Just there? put the ball in 20, 20 and start, yeah. What the heck? What about all those... A car crash? Yeah. <laughs> There's fucking 22 people, if you take the kicker out, 21 dudes who are probably getting into a small car accident. 
What about those guys whose jobs it is to block and return a kick? Well, those guys can find something else to do. They're on the squad still. Are, still are, are they? Are they? Are they? I don't think so. And I guess I don't really feel bad about them not having jobs. There's always the CFL. Yeah. What you're telling me is I want those people to have jobs so they can hurt themselves. No, I, I want them. To, I want their, I think what we're all saying is we want their brains to be intact. Yeah. <laughs> and if Just, they can play a different position, that's fine. If you're not good enough of football except as cannon fodder, you know what? That's probably true. Yeah. You're Then it's not worth it. And yeah. You good don't play. need to play. simulated games on a different field that we're just going to try out. Hey, this, you guys, we're only going to have three downs. Let's see what happens if you only get three downs. And this other oh, so they're kind of like the rules brigade almost. Yeah. They're, they're testing out new rules. It's like, don't I they like do that, that in the Arizona Fall League for baseball? Yeah, they where do. they just randomly test out new rules? I like that. I like that a they lot. They do that in the American League for hockey sometimes, too. Yeah. They'll just try out new rules. You know, what if we did make the blue lines 10 feet wide? So what would happen? Interesting. Down at uh, Eaton Prairie High School on a Tuesday. Like, you can go see it if you want to. What they're doing is they've got a 12 second shot clock. Or uh, whatever. Yep. Uh, 12 second play clock. So it's going to be fucking nuts. People would, would 100% like, go watch that. Yeah. I would watch that. Yeah. You want to watch that right now. You're angry it's like, not on. Punt fakes and onside punts and weird crap like that. I would 100% watch that. You know, the about. Rules? Absolutely. About six or seven years ago. Like, yeah. Right. I don't fucking know. We're going to see what happens. You can never punt on a fourth down. You can never punt on what yeah, Everyone no has to go for it. Yeah. And we'll see what the percentage is. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It's, it's strange the teams don't employ people for that. And, and, I mean, I guess it's not strange because they probably can't afford it. But, but if you're Bill Belichick, why wouldn't you hire a group of Neanderthals just to, to go for it on every single fourth down just to prove out some sort of you know, metric? Yeah, that is crazy that they don't do that. They have the money. They, they have the money. They have the practice squads. They have the bodies. I wonder if they do that's a component of their... But that's, you're, you're wasting time for your practice session. People should know that we've been watching Anthony Bourdain throughout this podcast, <laughs> and right now he's at a White Castle. Well, I love White Castle. I've had many crepe cases. True, but and isn't this show supposed to be about going to exotic destinations and no, eating so crappy food? Thing. That's the thing. He's, he's not a food snob. He, he enjoys all walks of life and all food. All well, food. he's just sitting talking to a guy outside the White Castle. Can I, uh, can I provide a, a hot take on White Castle? I do not like the cheeseburgers at White Castle. I like the regular burgers. I'm, I ate White I, Castle I, once in my life and got horribly sick and never have again. I've had several, I've had several Crave cases in the last two years, and they're, uh, it's a fantastic investment. How are you alive? It literally comes in a cardboard briefcase. How are you alive? I don't know. You subsist on terrible <laughs> hamburgers beers. and yeah. frozen pizza. My diet is not great. Oh. My diet is not great. Yeah. I'm oh yeah. Of I'm still. I'm not saying if we're gonna go to White Castle right now. I'm not saying I'm not gonna go with. But yeah. but my verbal lava take is that I don't like the cheese. Verbal lava take. I don't like spitting lava. hot <laughs> fire. We're gonna yes. talk please. football yes, at some point. Yes, By the way, that segment was about the wolves. That was yeah, that segment was about the wolves. In conclusion, I was gonna say I was gonna say at the start, I'm getting cable back specifically because of the wolves. Because yeah. the wolves are good and the wild are good. Yeah. I gotta get cable back so I can watch Fox. I just want someone's NBA League Pass yeah. subscription. Please tweet it at me or direct yeah. message at Durkey with three E's. I just want at verbal love. Wow, thank you. That's my new let's change that Twitter so handle. Things, yeah. What do you think? 
please send me your NBA League Pass information. I just want to watch the Wolves. I don't have cable. They are. Uh, they're fun. You know, they're, so at one point they were four and two, and but it felt a little bit like four wins on the road, though. Four on the road, and they had like the best defense in the league. That's not possible. I know Rubio's good at defense. I know Towns is really good at defense. Catnips. I know Catnips is really good at defense. Wiggins is pretty good still. I, I would challenge a Rubio's really good at defense statement there. All the numbers bit. says he is. No, well, sure, the numbers may prove and that out. Yeah. Whose eyes? Brandon's eyes. There's no lockdown point guard. There never has been in the history of maybe Gary Payton. I was just going to say no Gary Payton. Thing. Thank you. These guys are so small and so fast. All, all you can do as a point guard is talk to the guys behind you and say, I'm going to get this guy going last. True. And okay, that's a fair point. Way, and then I'm going to... On a pick and roll, I'm gonna come up, you know, in front of him or behind him or whatever. It's it's because when I look at I, same way, I, when I was a casual fan, I'm I'm a, absolutely obsessed with the Wolves now. But I'm very much a newcomer to basketball. I uh, five eight years ago I couldn't have cared less. I couldn't name like three people on the Wolves. Like I'm just very newly obsessed with them. And I watched it, like, dude. Rubio is guys kind of blown by him, whatever. But that's like I think that's like it's by design. It's by okay. That's a, that's a good take because because. Because my perspective was, or my point was going to be that, that people like that that have decent defensive numbers, they're very much lunge artists. They lunge, they reach, they try to get those. Yeah, Corey Brewer, perfect example. If, you're, if you don't have a, a good block or shot blocker behind Corey Brewer, you're going to get destroyed. You're going to get torched in every single game because he's a lunger. He's going to leave you open, leave you high and dry. But you're right, it's by design because by them reaching out and them potentially going for that steal, which is a 50-50 proposition, maybe 60-40 at times, they at least know that they have that backup. And if the team has been coached to, to, to prevent that lunge through and get up in front of the guy, then it actually is a good defender. But at the same time, you're probably right because there are not a ton of actual good individual defenders at the point guard position. It's almost impossible. They talk about Patrick Beverly a lot for the youth. I'm not going to get into it. But he, even he is blown. I mean, it's great. Yeah. What are you gonna that, do? That's a position where good offense is going to beat good defense no matter what. And I, I, I don't think that's true for every five posi- all five positions, but point guard, I think you're absolutely right. Go catnips. Good call. Thank you so much. Winning. Uh, okay, really quickly, uh, Twins. Signed a couple guys. Traded Aaron Hicks. Do you like that? Do you not like that? Traded Aaron Hicks for John Paul Jones. Bathroom break for me. All right. Uh, I feel the same way about that as I do when they picked up this new guy from Korea. Um, hold on. I looked up the pronunciation. All right. We're going to um, get an actual pronunciation? Yeah. Hold on. I looked this up. Bunghole Park. Bunghole Park. So... I feel the same way about uh, John Paul Jones and Bunghole Park is that these are moves. These are things that happen. These are moves designed to make the team better that I support, but they're on the margin, right? These are both little tiny, might help with a half win here or there, possibly, right? Yeah. Uh, John Paul Jones is a backup. And we traded a backup where we had a lot of backups. Well, or it, platoon or whatever you want to call I it. I think right? how you feel about the Aaron Hicks trade all depends on how you feel about Aaron Hicks. If you think he's one of the Twins' best three outfielders, you hate this move. Yep. If you don't think he's one of the Twins' best three outfielders, you're thinking they got too many outfielders. Trading one of them for anything is not a bad thing. You know, it's interesting, too, because I saw some people say, I don't really love that they kind of, kind of sold low on him, right? Like, He's going to get better. He's young, whatever. And then a lot of people are like, we sold high. Yeah. We sold high on him. It's like, okay, obviously none of us knows how he's going to be in the future. But yeah. we, both, 
both sides were pretty clear that they knew what he was going to be like. Like, dude could end up being a fucking perennial all-star, and it wouldn't be that surprising. A first-round pick, this happened before. Or he could never pan out. And be a shitty, I mean, the, right now it seems like he's probably like a decent defense platoon player, right? Yeah. About that. And he's never hit a right-handed game. pitcher in his entire life. Never has. I don't if you throw with your right hand, if you could throw with your right hand, Brandon, yeah, I could you would easily strike Aaron Hicks out. Right. Whereas you throw with your left hand, so he would murder you. My problem with that, ooh, not a problem. I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. Um, a lot of the smart guys, uh, Keith Law and a few of the others, were like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, it sort of made sense for everybody. But we still made a trade for a backup platoon catcher. That's not the answer. That shouldn't be the answer for catcher. And now we're going to be like, oh, okay, well, we addressed it. And it's like, oh, we've traded for Bunghole, or we signed Bunghole Park. Well, we haven't actually signed him yet. We paid his Korean team to negotiate with him. We're talking to Bunghole Park. We're we're speaking to him, yes. We're speaking to him. Exclusively. exclusively Yes. We're exclusively speaking to Bunghole. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm glad that that happened. We are children. Yeah, this is not the answer. No. Signing another first baseman was not the answer to anything for the Twins. They have so, one million first basemen. Right. And then like, well, they could move Sano to the outfield. Uh, no, they couldn't no. move Sano to the outfield. Is there anybody worse on the 40-man roster to move to the outfield? Could move him to, I mean, I guess There's you could Delman Young available. Yeah. Exactly. He's a new... <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe that. It's oh, like, we'll move him to the outfield. Really? He's the guy you want to move to the outfield? Pick it's, anyone else. It's just Kurt crazy. Suzuki would be a better left fielder than Miguel Sano. Blaine Boyer to right field. Like, yeah, I know that's you fine. technically can pencil him in. That's the stupidest thing I've ever yeah, heard. So no, he it's not going to happen. has legs and owns a baseball glove. But those are his only qualifications. So I mean, honestly, are they? So they're going to have to trade Ploof, right? I mean, is there any possible scenario where that doesn't happen? Well, now maybe you sense? don't have to trade Ploof if you're going to put Miguel Sano in left field. But they're they can't. They're they, not that. That stupid. can't be a true thing. It can't be. No, there's no way it can be. How's his arm? Sano? Does he have an arm? Game? The guy who just had Tommy John surgery last yeah. year? Yeah, it's, I mean that you can recover from that, but I don't think. And I also think arm is not. If you play left field, it doesn't matter whether you can throw or not. Important. You just got to be able to get so- the ball isn't it back. Probably similar to him. soccer. Like the guy's got a great leg, but he's fucking slow, so it doesn't matter how he's not never going to get that a great shot off or something. Is that similar? No. It'd be like playing no, Miguel Sano no. at goalkeeper. Okay. Well, I mean, he's he's larger, six foot four, so he's got <laughs> he that going for him. More space, but he's that. also slow. Yeah, okay. right. Okay, I think there's got to be more chips that are going to fall, which is fine, but. It just—it's one of those things where, like, what are you going to trade Plouffe for now? I mean, you can trade him for middle relief help, I guess, which is something they need to address. But it's everyone sort of said, well, they're going to take Plouffe and they're going to trade him for a catcher of some. You got to trade him for a pitcher. Yeah, I guess they have to trade him for a pitcher now. Yeah, they have to. As current, what's the what's the starting rotation? Well, oh it's God. a little bit under discussion because everyone's saying they have oh, eight starting pitchers. None of them are good. Well, we have to we have to have Ruben Santana and Phil Hughes and Ricky Nolasco in the rotation because they're high paid. Yeah. Even though there might be four, maybe five guys who are better pitchers than on those our, three. in our on the Twins team. Okay. The Tyler Duffy, Trevor Tyler Duffy, May, Trevor Mayos, yeah, and Kyle Gibson. Gibson May. Those four are. Oh, sorry, uh, Meyer. Possibly yeah. good. Possibly. So you and then the you've bullpen? got the three guys that make $10 million a year. No Ricky Melasco, I, 
I would be fully in favor of the Twins buying out his contract and dumping him off a boat in the Atlantic. He's pitched like four good innings. Yeah, he's bad. It's, it's he's bad at us. pitching. It's, it's that's more than true. us, guys. That's true. That's true. It's more than us. Not more than Brandon. Brandon's pitched many good innings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many has he caught? Though? It's been a while. That's a good point. Been a while. And he doesn't have the an Irish cop name to be the Twins' new catcher. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's just one of those things where it, it's the same thing that people are talking about the Sixers for basketball. Like, if you look at every one of their moves on their own, sure, they make a little bit of sense. Yeah. Signing Bunghole Park. Yes. Yep. That Trading makes some for sense. the catcher. Yes. That also makes a little bit of sense. Uh, signing Irvin Sandy. Yep. Also. But if you look at the grand scheme of things, like, you're not doing anything to actually really. Yeah. There's the no fucking game. move. Right. What's the end game? Then? Yeah. And they haven't done it yet. So. That's true. Uh, more to come. So we'll see. We'll um, talk more about the twins when Eric isn't visibly rolling his eyes. Yeah, I wasn't visibly doing it. Mentally, yes. Yeah, I, it's not because I don't like the twins. I just don't. You know, know. I can't contribute to this conversation. We've never had guys. a single person on this podcast who's like, you know, I like all things. I want to talk about all sports. Maybe Eric, maybe Mike Rand, but now he's doing a football podcast. Yeah, and won't be on our podcast. He's a competitor. Anymore. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I didn't mean that. I love you, Michael. Love you, Mike. Um, Great hair. So let's press record and actually talk about what we wanted to talk cool. about, yep. which is All actual. Right. All right, perfect. Big red button. Uh, yep. And three. And three, two, two. And a one. And a welcome, Hi, to the welcome to the sport of episode 133. Let's talk soccer. We got Eric here. Uh, uh, give me an update. What's going on, man? What's going give on? Give us on an the Everton world? update. You're an Everton fan. Everton update. The Everton update is that we are better than last year. This, this is a team that I've, I've had full confidence in uh, to be middling of the pack for the last probably eight years. Until Everton will finish a strong eighth every season. Yeah, that, that's, you can pencil strong them in for a strong eighth. eighth. But it's a strong eighth. It's, eighth. Not, it's not a bad eighth. It's not yeah. like, hey, we're... It's not a disappointing eighth. We're not the 13th best team in the league that has improved to eight. We're just kind of always that eighth best yeah. team. And, you know, some years we're the sixth best. Some years we're the Most years when you're going to the stand, it's like, oh, and there's Everton. Yeah, they're they're there. They've oh look, they challenged the top four for a couple yeah. weeks, and no, wait, no, now they're down to twelfth. Okay, now they're back to eighth, and that's kind of the middle ground. I look, I think I think we have a manager for the future, and this is no one cares about anything that I'm going to say here. But I think we, I, I care. Okay, John I'm cares. here. This Screw everybody the, else. Hang the, up your podcast phone the, if you don't want to listen to this. Sport of listeners that know who Everton is, this is great. Yeah, I think I think Roberto's the guy for the future. I think last you year, like Ro- little Roberto Martinez. I do like little Roberto. I think last year there was a little hesitation as to is he the guy? Uh, is he the guy who's going to bring us into the future i think last year the system uh he kind of forced it upon the roster and that doesn't always work um i think this year the roster is more better is more suited to to the system that he tries to play i think losing baines early was uh was difficult but i think galloway as a 19 year old kid has filled in admirably because you know who's available now to coach the team he's jobless david moyes oh that's right he's coming back he's gone he's gone yeah ever since he left everton he has not had a good run no he's um no he look, may be coaching in mls fairly soon i think i think here's my fear with everton i think they're they're much like the twins i think i think it's a, it's a, an easy comparison interesting comparison go I think, on i think the reason i do that is because the twins are a team that has developed really good talent and as soon as that really good talent has been realized and the rest of the world understands that they're really good they are sold they're, you they're say purchased. that, but they're holding on to them. No, they I held know. on they, to John Stones over they, the they summer. They held on to John Stones, and they stopped the biggest club, the Chelsea in the Premier League, which is kind of the equivalent of the Lakers or the Yankees. Boy, and John Stones just couldn't be happier with that John, decision. Well, John Stones did not 
really want to be here. I don't think. I think. I think it's. I think he was. And here more. in this case is the blue it's, it's, side it's of Liverpool. Everton, yes, it's the blue side of Liverpool, England. Um, no, I, I think. I think it's a matter of time, and I, and I. I hate to say this. I think it's a matter of time before Ross Barkley is in a Manchester United uniform. All right. I think. I think he's too good. And I think he's too perfect to. I think he's a perfect fit for what Manchester United needs. I think he's one of the better midfielders in England, though. I think he's one of Ross the Ross Barkley. Mid- I do. I do. I think he's – if he's confident, I think he's one of the better midfielders. I think technically he's great. I just think he needs to attack more. And I think last year he didn't. And I think part of that was the system that uh, Mr. Martinez put in place that didn't really allow him to do that. And I think now that he has the confidence of Lukaku, and I think we're one of the better counterattacking teams in the Premier League. I would put us up there with a, with a Leicester City. Uh, and in terms of counterattacking, just balls to the wall. As soon as you get the ball, you go forward. I think getting Baines back on the left side is going to help a lot. When's he coming back? I'd heard that he was ready to come back last week. Obviously, he didn't, um, and Galloway still played. And Galloway has been playing playing great, but I think in the next month we'll see we'll see Leighton back. Can we talk about Gerard Delofeo? Yeah. Is he the worst diver you've ever seen in your whole entire <laughs> life? Gerard in a sport is- that's characterized by terrible diving and by foreign people who love throwing themselves on the ground at the slightest touch, Gerard DeLafeo is the worst diver I've ever seen in my whole entire life. What do you mean, like, life. most excessive or worst at it? Worst at it. Worst that's at an interesting it. point because, because there's an art to diving in European soccer. In yes. South American soccer, right? Diving well will get you places. That will earn your team benefits. You get a penalty because you're a great diver. Jerry Delafeu is not that. He is he is a Vladi Divox of of diving in the Premier League. He it is, is a, it's a he's regularly getting yellow cards for his terrible dives in a league that's been taken over by terrible dives. It's it's like it's like in the NBA if you're going up for a wide open layup and you feel the heat on your back and you for no reason throw the ball over the backboard yep. because you, you feel like you deserve that call and, yeah. and, and you, you're anticipating the call and he's just really bad at anticipating contact. And I think that's part of it. He, he, he has a terrible fifth sense to he's, contact. He's like in football, a guy that's punting with his eyes closed and just falling down to the ground because he thinks somebody so might roll right. into his leg exactly. and he might get a 15-yard penalty out of it, even though nobody actually rushed a punter. No, and he should be penalized for yes. it. Yes. Just, like just like in the NBA now, you're penalized for diving yeah. or, or for flopping. Yeah, Except you get a yellow card for it. You get a yellow card for it, yeah, five grand in the NBA. But in, in Premier League, you get a yellow card for it. But you are spot on. He is. He's so good, and yet I hate him more than I've ever hated anyone in my entire life. Well, let me ask you, is is there anything that you guys are big soccer guys, um, is there anything that you are okay with when you see a flop? Like, does it become no. sort of an entertaining thing of like, yeah, that was a well, it's say. entertaining. He sold it, kind of. He sold it. It's pretty good. It's entertaining it like, when Jerry fuck. does it because it's so terrible. When it's bad. When like, somebody if you're really gets, good at it, is it like... Uh, no, the only uh, thing I enjoy about diving is when the referee books you for diving. Basically calling you out as like that a bad was, actor. That was terrible. Yeah. Okay, you should be ashamed of yourself because it doesn't seem like there's anything redemptive about it. You've brought shame me, on your but family. I just wasn't sure. Well, Maybe I'll, I was I'll missing say this. something. I hate diving. I, I also hate diving, and I, I and you won't find me justifying it in any sense. But I do think that there is there is an art to it, and there is a benefit to your team to diving. I just wasn't sure if like okay, because if I'm just going to use basketball as an example. There's sort of two things that are sort of um, not really cheating, but just sort of a little shady, a little bush league. One is just flopping, right? Like you, a uh, guy kind of puts an elbow up and you pretend that it hits you in the face and you fall down and you get a whatever. Yep. Another is like 
you see a guy out of position as you're driving and you kind of barrel into him because you know you're going to get the foul called. There are people, I'm not one of them, but there are people who are like, oh, I kind of respect that. You gotta, you see a guy out of position, you can do that and you get a foul call out of it, whatever. So I wasn't sure where the... Go up and the guy goes underneath you. Yeah, so it's like you... It's not cheating. It's but it's it's a little. It's, it's not, not cheating, it's, but it is cheating. It's not shade. It's, it's a little bush. You know, it's a little bush league a little bit. But I wasn't sure where if there was any aspect of flopping. I think there no. And that's where you're I like, I respect that. And I and I. I'm not saying it's respectable, but there's a certain point. I'll give you an example from a Minnesota United game a couple weeks ago against Atlanta. Uh, a guy drove into the penalty area, and the defender stuck out his leg as he was cutting back, and the guy sort of threw himself to the ground. And it's like, all right, that was a dive. But you can't stick your leg out like an idiot in the penalty. Bad move trying to, to yeah, trying to exaggerate a bad yeah yeah yeah. I mean, it was probably a foul, probably not a penalty, but don't be an idiot. And I think that's the yeah. problem, right? It's keep that, your feet to yourself, you moron. And that, yeah. that's the thing. It's like there there are when people dive. Sometimes that dive is because of a foul. Yeah. Right. Sometimes people are fouled and then they just accentuate that foul and it looks like a dive. It's but like there are in, times when you are actually fouled and then you sell it a little bit more than you should. Which is it's like in basketball, better. there's a fast exactly, break yeah. and a defender comes back and takes a giant karate chop at the ball. And you flop and they show the replay. It's like, well, he did get the whole ball, but <laughs> yeah. you can't take a windmill karate chop at the right. ball and not okay. get called Sometimes for a it's foul. not the okay. defender. Yeah. A little bit. Sometimes but yeah, I, I think look, I think we as Americans look at diving and we think it's it's silly, it's stupid, and it's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, because we're right about that. And I would agree. <laughs> I would totally agree. I, I do think there is a nuance to it, though. And I think the only Accentuating time... Accentuating something versus wholesale making it up. Exactly. Is, yeah. You accentuate a foul when you know that the course that you are on is has been impinged upon and you can't do the exact thing you want to do. Yeah. While at the same time, you could still do it. It's just not going to be as good. But then you take that liberty to be like, okay, I've been contacted and I've been moved away from the course I'm taking. Right. And I'm just going to sell it a little bit more. It's a foul, yes. Mm-hmm. You don't need to sell it like you've been shot in every kneecap and every elbow <laughs> yeah. that you have. And yeah. I'm fully in favor of corporal punishment, right. Zaka. <laughs> right. Oh, you dived and someone, you, you want to make it look like you got hit in the knee? Here, I'll hit you in the Not knee. Brazilian corporal punishment because that involves quartering and, and. Yeah, well, that's actually sort of fine with me. That's, yeah, that, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't yeah, just find Also that. fine. Oh, oh, okay. These okay. two jokes. Yeah. 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 No half measures. <laughs> right, right. In John Marthaler's America. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think what we decided is diving is terrible, and diving is Jerry Delafeu <laughs> is the, the worst, worst the worst human on earth. Did you guys get that Everton talk out of your system? I feel good about it. I, we can I keep feel going. About Lukaku Should we just I go did. through every team in the Three Premier League ago, right now? Or whenever? Yeah, you love Lukaku podcast. now. I used to really hate. Look, the, my, the last podcast you said you wanted him dead. I did, and my perspective on Lukaku you wanted, is that he's. Romelu Lukaku, he's a Belgian forward. He's 22 years old, and he's true. insanely talented. He's six that's, foot nine, and that's 312 pounds. He, he's <laughs> a giant of a man. Um, but that's my thing with Lukaku is that I see, for me, it's like when you are that young and that talented and you don't fulfill it, and it looks like you're lazy in an attempt to fulfill it, that's when I have an issue. If you mm-hmm. don't fulfill it, that's fine. But if it looks like you're not trying to, that's where I have an issue. And I felt like with Lukaku at the start of this year in the first month or, or five to six games, I felt like he, he knew he was good enough and he knew he was talented enough. He just didn't try. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had an issue with Lukaku is because he has the talent. He has all the tools. He's young enough to just cause havoc for these aging defenders and central backs in the, in the Premier League. And I felt like he didn't try hard enough. And that's why I initiate. If you're just not good enough, that's fine. You know, I, I can't complain. But if you turn the corner, now you love Bukaki. 
Yeah. You know what? Bukaki I feel like right. you've made peace with him. I've, you've come. You've come to terms I've, with I, what's happening. Yes. Uh, y- yes. I've come to. I've come to terms. And I've made peace with Lukaku, and he is who he is. And again, he's 22 years old, and it's crazy that they're that young. Should we talk about Chelsea for a second? Yeah, please. How wonderful it is that they lose every week. It's it's for for our Americans. I sit. Is it wonderful? Do we, do we hate him? Do we hate them? I'm imagine, yes, we hate Because we love Dana is what was going to be my, what I said. We love Dana, we love but Dana. he's... Not enough to overcome He's all. not generally nice about it when other people's teams lose. So I don't see a reason that we okay. should be nice to him. It's no, 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 I was just curious. I'm totally like, fine with that. It's like when the expectations for the Lakers, Yankees... You know, whatever Boston Bruins, oh. uh, they're yeah. through the roof. Imagine if the Lakers were predicted to win the league title. Yep, and they're and wow, their coach, they were their coach and their manager, whoever is the biggest, most pompous asshole in the history of the world. And they so just like every Lakers coach, and they shit the. Bag. And now they lose every week, and, and they it's lose every week, and it's the way they lose is glorious. And their manager continues to be the arrogant asshole that he is. Every week, and their every manager week gets up and blames lose. the referees and yes, gets fined. It's always someone wow. else's fault. So it's just so exact. So imagine, you know, the, the see the Michael Jordan Bulls is a bad example because people tended to like the Michael Jordan. But but imagine the 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 Joe Torre Yankees. And their their preseason and for the last five years they've been fantastic. They've they've bought all the right people. They've bought you know the most expensive, most talented players on the market. And the start of the season they're projected to win it again. They're projected to be the best team and go potentially undefeated. And Maybe the Star Tribune soccer columnist picked them to win the it's league. It's possible that a that a, that a jovial man uh, who refuses to change his name for his rap uh, career uh, <laughs> no is not interesting <laughs> enough to have a different name. <laughs> um, but but so imagine that team just falling completely on their faces. Wow. Yet their manager continues to stand up after the games and blame someone else. Oh, say it's not sounds beautiful. Fault. It's delightful. And Nothing has changed from the year before. Literally nothing has changed. So it's the exact same Yankees team as it was the year before. So what's the – are they just bad luck or that's is just, it – That's just it. No one knows. They're, just, they're terrible. They're bad. No one knows. It's wonderful. Is, is it over? Is the Let's season over Let's not examine it too much. No, the problem is they'll probably still finish fourth. <laughs> they, it's, no, I see. I don't know. I, but it doesn't matter, though. They didn't finish first. Isn't it – There's. it's not like they're sneaking to the There's playoff. other there's ramifications. A, if you're top four, you go to Champions League, which is when you play the Barcelonas and Juventuses and, and you know some of these other big top clubs. Top four? Yeah. yeah. Top in, four is in, a big In the deal. Premier League, it's top four. Oh, it is? So there's still okay. things to play for for them. They're, they're not going to win it this year. And I and, and I guess John feels more confident than I do that they'll still finish and to. Uh, I'm sure they will. Spot, you, but, but, it, but it's not it's not set in stone. Like right no. now, I believe they're in a relegation spot. Not quite. They're in 17, 16th, 16th or seventeenth, or 17th, yeah. which is the Yankees not only not winning the World Series but having to play AAA next year. Exactly. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Which that's would be the, the greatest thing that's ever happened. Never happened in the history. One hundred in the history of sports. In the history, of maybe everything. every other city in America would hold a parade if that happened. <laughs> Oh yes. God! It would just okay. be ticker tape yeah. parades. Not even for the teams, just yep. for the fans. All to take their own ding, chance ding to walk the through. Which is dead. Oh, yes, that and the great. only downside would be Dana would jump off the roof. Yeah, and we like Dana. Losing yeah, Dana would, would be troublesome, Dana. Yeah, and we, we like Dana. Dana. And Dana went to a Chelsea game this year, I think. He I did. Think he, yeah. was, he was really happy. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, I bet. I favored it in a number of his tweets because I was. It happy was a good. For it. it was a good narrative because he was having the. He was clearly having the best time ever. He was touring their stadium, and then he was standing outside their stadium, and his favorite player came out the stadium, and he got to meet him and talk to him and take pictures. Charmed that life. doesn't have in anyone. That's a charmed life. <laughs> I was just him. so happy for him. I did. I do love you, Dana. I love you His very favorite much. favorite player is an awful person, but yeah. it was uh, good for him. adulterer? Yeah. Is that John Terry story? Yeah. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, not good. bad stuff. Don't sleep with your teammates' wives, guys. No, it's bad. 
John Not teammates Hart, wise, though. Eric Winalda. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't Eric Winalda's fault. <laughs> John Harks. Thanks for ruining the 98 World Cup, you doofus. I think the uniforms were ruined. The, uh, the no, that was the 94 World Cup. Oh, okay, the denim before. ones? That, yeah, the denim. Boy, I hope some sort of listeners know what we're talking about at this point. <laughs> no, we've so Otherwise, it's just me talking to you. Yeah, they don't. Uh, we can talk about local soccer for a second. Yeah, our local let's, soccer team. Let's do it. Eric probably has to step out a little bit because he works for the soccer team. All right, Eric's going to go out and smoke bias. a smoke they made, cigar. They yep. made the playoffs. They went. They had to play Ottawa in the playoffs, and they just sort of got dominated. You went there, right? Game. I no, I did not go to Ottawa. Uh, I went there. I was not invited. Eric was there. They I was dominated. It was it. It wasn't dominated. It was it not a close. But, but it was not for a context, close game. Though, for okay. context, score wise, it was a little closer than it. For context, it went to overtime, and it was a two-one loss. But for context, but. Per, leading into the game, our season is thirty games long. Ottawa, in their previous twenty-five games, had only lost once. So 25 out of 30 games, they'd only lost once, and that was to us on, a, on an extra yep. time free kick. During that extra time free stoppage kick. Stoppage time. Stoppage time. Extra time, stoppage time. I had explained this to an editor one time, so okay. I'm going to stick around. I'm still going to assume that they're the same thing. So let's just move on. Let's just pretend. So, so anyway, so, our, so we scored uh, in stoppage time. Uh, our player proceeded to, the person who scored the goal on a free kick, proceeded to take a shirt off, swing it around his head, and celebrate in front of their fan section. You know, I do that after I present a good deck, so I yep. totally get it. You totally get, get it. it. You understand. PowerPoint. Now, pew, when you pew, do pew. that, though, you can't keep the, a shirt on, does the audience work. throw bottles and trash at you? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes, usually, do. like, the econ they team do. is okay. pretty upset with <laughs> me. Yeah so, yeah. so that is what happened last time. Brandon knows exactly what Daniel Mendes went so through he, that day in Ottawa. Before. I yeah. So that's what happened the last time we played them. They were oh, on a 12-game no. unbeaten streak. We beat them an extra time. Their fans threw trash at us. Oh, no. And then they went on for another 12-game unbeaten streak before they played us in the, in the final. So we scored first in the ninth minute. Uh, we had a penalty. We scored. We were up one nothing, feeling really good. Uh, they then kind of proceeded to dominate the game a little bit for the preceding – 110 minutes unfortunately Damn. the the problem with minnesota playing against ottawa and this is just my opinion but minnesota's strategy was very much to sit back and try to take advantage of the mistake or two that ottawa might make they made a mistake minnesota won a penalty and scored that penalty but minnesota is always going to make more defensive mistakes than ottawa is and so you're basically depending on the math the probabilities just work out on this possible day of the Minnesota's goalkeeper is going to save Minnesota's bacon enough times that somehow it'll work out that Minnesota can take advantage of the couple chances they might have. Yeah, and, and right. we did not that day. I think, I think John would probably agree that we were the most individually talented team in the league this year to a man. I think, I think that's probably true. Mm. Ottawa certainly wasn't. New York, well, you can make an argument, but their best so. players are 49 years old and 54 years old. So yeah, Pretty spry. I mean, they're running for around age, very well yeah, for, yeah. for that age. Actually, drawing coming to this country to draw social security. Good for them. Yeah, you they, know what? They're Good living the dream. They are yeah, living, living the dream. dream. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, probably the most talented team defensively just had enough mistakes that just seemed to crop up. They they scored more goals than any other team in the league. Minnesota did, but they had enough defensive mistakes that it just. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on what it was. Whether it was tactical whether it was just something about the team in particular but the defensive mistakes just cropped up and bit them once a game sometimes twice a game and, and it was, was it, it was mostly in in big moments too. yep i mean it was it was either a lot of late up, mistakes up one nothing yeah late in the game up one nothing tied one to one and then just a, a so exciting just, but frustrating season 
right? Very much so. And I think right. I think the thing with soccer is too, and it's dramatic. In, in America, it's different than in Europe. But I mean, we started our season this year in in the beginning of February, and it just ended last weekend. So you're looking at ten months of a grind, wow. all towards really? a single game. You know, it's, I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's, it's a weird setup. In it that is, it is a weird. Setup. You play thirty games and play pretty well, and then you have ninety minutes to. Continue to, your to prove yourselves, or otherwise, it's a, it's a failure of a season essentially. So, yeah. yeah. So since February, we had, you know, six, seven days a week of, of soccer, and then all of a sudden it comes down to one game in one moment, and, and right. it's done. Damn. So what? And is meanwhile, the, while this was, how many people were at the game in Ottawa? I, I'll be honest. This was probably outside of a home game that we've had this year. This was the most energy and the biggest crowd I've seen because they had crowd on both in the sides. Entire league. They had crowd game. on both sides. So normally, it's probably ten, fifteen thousand people. They, no, it, no, it was. I think it was nine. It was still less than our biggest oh, game. Really? It was like ninety two, ninety two hundred. Still, that's a pretty good um, crowd for Ottawa. But for Ottawa, it was it was fantastic. So typically, their broadcast faced the empty bleachers, which is unfortunate because yep. that's not a good problem. I remember you mentioning that. I, that yeah, you did. And then it turned out that the league had cajoled them into switching it around. So oh, yeah, it was okay. done. Good. That season fans on television it was done mostly because of the field for boards them. they faced for the, the reason that the way they set up the field boards the electronic field boards had to face the camera and mm. it just so happened to be on the opposite side of where the fans yeah. were so anyway but no but it was it was one of the better most energized stadiums that i've been to this year i mean you know there's teams in our league that do not draw well at home uh i mean look the, i'll be honest the new york cosmos are one of those teams yeah they they do they did not draw well at home this for all year, but they're they're on the surface and on, on paper, they're the most marketable team that this league has. You know, they say that, but they play at Hofstra. They draw 4,500 people a game. They talk about themselves like they're the most special team in American soccer. The New York Cosmos are annoying to me because it's like, well, we don't want to be in Major League Soccer. We we are bigger than Major League Soccer. We are a special case. But they can't draw any fans to their crappy Long Island College Stadium. You, you're saying... New Yorkers are entitled and self-important. Boy, I hold on. I'm I think I might be saying right that. What the hell? It's just it's a the whole it's league is a weird in league. Yeah. and you know Minnesota side. I'm not going to say anything about Minnesota because Eric's here. Of course, but the league Minnesota. is a very strange league. You've got they just started an expansion team in a city that already has an expansion team. In Oklahoma City, there's a team in the the USL, which is another lower division soccer league, and the NASL, which was going to have a team in Oklahoma City last year. Up until the day that it it vanished into thin air, they were like, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. Then it vanished into thin air one day. They sued the people involved, and now all of a sudden a Spanish... Are they in the first division or second division? First, Spanish division. first division. As backing a team in Oklahoma City. So there's two Oklahoma. expansion. There's two lower division teams. teams in Oklahoma City, which is not a large city. No. And it's not a soccer hut. I don't understand anything that's going on there. Why you would start that team as opposed to any other team doesn't make any sense. That's They're weird. talking about the league continuing to own a team in Atlanta, which is getting an MLS team the same year. Pro- well, Minnesota's not announced yet, but probably right. the same year as Minnesota. Why the league would own a team in Atlanta that's just going to fail makes no sense to me. The whole le- There's 27 teams in Florida. There's one team in Edmonton. <laughs> there's one team in Ottawa. There's New York drawing 4,000 fans a game. This league is arguing about, oh, we're, we're really, we should be a division. We're the, basically the first division league in America. It, you know, it's who, not going to make sense. Yeah. Are you paying attention to yourselves? Yeah. Do you have but any sort of self? They're probably like, we got to try. We got to see if we can make a market here. If there's someone who's willing to put the money up, we'll see if Oklahoma City can 
I, they're probably not like we're, we know that this market can support two two teams. They're saying we're going to just be the better team of those two, and we're going to make those other guys fold. Fuck it's those a, guys. It's a bit of a land grab, not a bad right? deal, but no, like well, in a way, it always like, is we're a land grab. Better. But it's, they're it's, grabbing land that's already been grabbed. Well, like there's restaurants that open up next to other restaurants. They're, they're just going to be like on every corner. they're going to like fuck yeah. that. Screw holiday. We're Super America. Yeah, right. Fuck these guys. Yeah, VP is the king shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the New York Cosmos is like, no, New York Cosmos brand gas. Yeah. That's the best gas. Yeah. We had gas John in the Valdez, 70s and we have it again today. Yeah. All right. So it's uh, off season now until February again or March or what's the. Yeah. 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 So we, um, I, I luckily mercifully get my weekends back. Um, but yeah, You're just we'll going to be sitting around at home just watching Anthony Bourdain. Podcast. Yeah, hosting hosting podcasts. Every this is this probably having new spot. Yeah, no juice next this week. This is the new sport. Leaving in the geek the following week. Yep, we are here. No, it's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably get back uh, to soccer things first week of February. We'll have the, the players get back and report back to training camp. And then last year we did, um, or the last two years we've done week to 10 day long preseason trips and uh, February and March. So last year we went to Brazil and Arizona. The year before that, we went to England and uh, Los Angeles. So cool. We'll probably do um, do a similar scaled preseason to to that as well. But yeah, for now it's it's mostly stadium for me at least. Most everyone else in the organization turns into turning uh, people on to the to the stadium next year and selling season tickets. And for me, it's it's working on the the stadium process much much like I was when I was with the Vikings doing the season over. Most people get time off. That's when the legislative session started with the Vikings. For us right now, this is kind of when the, the heavy lifting for the stadium starts. So, Is the stadium nice. official official? Uh, there still needs to be legislative action to be passed. Still Give a us a of, quick overview of what needs to happen before it's official official. Uh, so uh, two weeks ago or so, um, we, we confirmed that St. Paul is the site for the stadium. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where we, we intend to build uh, the stadium that's 100% privately financed. So $120 million. Of, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Tell us where, anyway, what has to happen. Beyond that, beyond that. Anyway, so, so right now we still need uh, uh, the legislature to pass a continuation of pro- property tax exemption. That's the state legislature that's correct, correct does the city council still have to vote on anything uh, city, city council, council will have to approve any sort of uh, uh building and kind of site development that happens there still um but, but they, that's pretty much a nailed uncertainty no i mean there's still a public process and and things that need to happen people need to vote but but i think they've they've sh- they've thrown their hat in to say that we approve of, of it's been a remarkably supportive group in saint paul yeah yeah as I mean, opposed to minneapolis which is yeah, we we don't need to talk about it in minneapolis but no it's like uh, you want to build a soccer stadium in our town get out of here we don't want a soccer stadium <laughs> and, and, and you're gonna put your soccer in minneapolis you're gonna pay shoot, for it there's shoot. something there what's your angle get and, out soccer of here. And look, for me as a PR guy, it's been fantastic because St. Paul has been so head over heels uh, interested in, and on board with what we're trying to you do. Like you like us? You're you, you'll build a stadium in St. Paul? This oh, my God. Great. You're not going to leave us, are you? <laughs> you know that by law, everything in St. Paul is required to close at 630, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, well, no don't ignore that. that. So that we'll give you a variance. Just come to St. Paul. It can't be true for us. Um, no, so yeah. So, so when, when the legislature uh, reconvenes uh, at the start of next year, um, you know the hope is, and, and the the plan is that they'll they'll approve the property tax exemption and the mm-hmm. continuation of that, and and then hopefully ground will break in, in late May, early June, and and, and Ziggy Wolf will be there shoveling dirt with a manic look and on his face. The gopher will be uh, burning down and, and butt to the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be great. Yeah, we'll have we'll have the loon. You know, can <laughs> the sportive podcast thing. help break the ground? 
I think so. I think the three I of think, us. Yeah, I think we get one shovel. Yep. And, and Clarence will be there with a backhoe. Sure. He'll <laughs> yeah. just show he's up for a full day of work. Yeah, yeah, he's groundbreaking. <laughs> Forget that. Let's get some real work in today. <laughs> yeah. Stu will be uh, back against the wall. Yeah, Stu will be tweeting all day. And we'll be enjoying it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's still certainly a process that needs to take place, but I think I think everyone feels pretty confident that uh, that this thing's going to happen, and it's just kind of a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of time, and we certainly are excited for, for the prospect of it. Yep, something will go around. Was a, yeah, the Vikings will ruin this somehow. It'll all end in tears. It's it all ends in tears, and it's always the Vikings' fault. Yeah, it usually is the Vikings' fault. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's not our fault, I think we're okay. Are there going to be any pedestrian bridges that actually don't go anywhere at the new stadium? <laughs> I don't. Know. Can they build a pedestrian bridge to the Spruce Tree Center? Yeah, straight inside. Yes, right. actually, just go into the furniture barn. They have such good <laughs> yeah. deals at the furniture barn across that's the street. That's so true. Yeah, that's actually we should have mentioned it. We are being sponsored by furniture yeah, barn. The furniture barn. Furniture barn. You want furniture, but only shop in barns? Furniture barn. We got it. If you like your advertising written on butcher paper, like a small town grocery store, furniture barn is the place for you. Have you ever yes, wanted your love seat to be wrapped in hay? Well, that's how we <laughs> deliver it to you every day. Wrath and hey, it is hey. Furniture barn. Furniture barn. net slash biz. Farmers only. Sponsor of Furniture Barn. Sponsor of the Farmers only. Yes. Henry's Razor. Jesus. All right, let's wrap it up. We're into hour seven of this podcast. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So I have nothing else to say. I could talk about soccer all night, but I got to go home at some point. No, Um, definitely probably shouldn't. There's got to be one more topic. We're not. We're just done. We missed a few things. We'll get to next time. There's always next, <laughs> next time. time. Eric's on. It's important that you're we got again. You're such a good podcast guest. We can't <laughs> possibly get to everything. We need a six hour block to get to everything. Well, we I'm happy get to, to be a host at any given time. All right. Now, We're just going to start phasing be, out. If you guys want to, eventually none of us will be here. Member. It'll just be Eric talking into yeah. a microphone. We can host. We can do a weekly sportive at my house. <sighs> great. Soccer sportive. Old fashions and pizza. I you quit guys. the sportive. This is over. <laughs> oh God, no! Really? This is it? <laughs> yeah, this is the last one. And I never saw John again. Me and Eric are doing a soccer podcast. That's all we do now. Well, in any event, uh, thanks. You're welcome, Eric. And welcome. Uh, thanks, listeners. Thanks and for the old fashions. We thanks may have pizza. ads someday. We're not sure. Never. Just stay patient. <laughs> Who would listen to this? Besides Furniture Barn, we should send them an invoice. By the way, um, uh, we all love you very much. And good night. This, yeah. We love you guys. This is a 15 in a row I've had pizza. I like you, Eric. <laughs> okay. I like your style. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.